man, Australia is like straight up Nazi country. And a lot of people are like, Tim, don't use that word. You're violating Godwin's law. No, I don't know. It's like, it's like getting there, right? Where the, 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 the correlation between like what they're doing with like building camps and the, uh, their cyber crime uh, law they just passed where it allows the government to go into your device, modify or delete or add just full control of your device. And I'm seeing a bunch of people be like, uh, does that mean the government could go into your phone at any time and delete or plant evidence? Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? That's, uh, that's Australia, man. Seeing these, uh, we, we have more reporting that like 135 people have been arrested protesting the lockdowns. And I'll tell you this, man, the government's going to use an emergency after emergency in every, every which way they can to gain more and more power. And you look at many of these countries, you look like, well, the Commonwealth, for instance, the UK, Canada, it's really bad there. It's kind of bad here. You know, we have bad places like New York is going full fascist, but there's something special about Australia in just how like depraved and, and screwed up it is where the rich people are on the beach frolicking about like, you know, they got no problems, nothing to worry about. And the poor people are like, yo, why can't I leave my house? Yeah, that's because you live in, you know, a country where, well, I'm going to say this because the people need to to stand up and, and uh, uh, protest. They need to speak up and speak out and say no to this stuff. Some of it works. Apparently, Australia is not going to get rid of their zero COVID policy, which made no sense. But we're going to get into all this stuff. And, and I got to tell you, this cybercrime thing is above and beyond insane. So joining us, we have a couple of awesome people. One person apparently from Australia. Apparently. Are you from Sydney, Sydney? Uh, you know, if I was, I would actually give you permission to bully me. <laughs> then it would be okay. But you're not from Sydney. No, I'm from the Communist Republic of Victoria. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Like, which is the extra bad bit right now. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll be interesting to talk to you about it. So I don't know. You guys want to introduce yourself. We got Elijah, too. He's chilling. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You were like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not from Sydney. And you're like, I'm actually from the worst part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, no, I'm not from <laughs> LA. What the heck? I'm from San Francisco. It's like, oh, <laughs> uh, you're not, not really helping yourself there. But... I know I have to like I have to lean into it a little bit because I'm like yeah look Australia's pretty uh pretty jacked right now but I am from the worst bit that's the badge of honor that I have yeah. I'm from the worst part well Kez because if, if the audience doesn't know my wife is Australian I lived in and out of there for a couple of years my family's all still stuck there they are slaves it went from like prison colony to free to mm-hmm. prison colony again and apparently though at least her family a lot of them um are still in like Queensland and stuff so they still mm-hmm. have a little bit of freedom Queensland is the last state that hasn't gone totally off its rockers, although they are building a concentration camp in Queensland still, and they're calling it beautiful and a step in the right direction and a, and a, and a way to bring in foreign nationals. Nothing says welcome to, to my country, like locking you in a camp for they're, two They're building weeks. a couple, aren't they? Like they got one in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce it? Bris, Brisbane? Brisbane. 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 Also known as Brizzy. Brizzy's nice. the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just let lie to him. Be like, Brizzo. What, what, what a terrible country. You know what? It's not. It's terrible. Like, I see. No, I'm, hold on. I'm hold on. Hold on. on. No, no, you don't get to say it. You got spiders that'll kill you. <laughs> kangaroos. I, I saw a video of this kangaroo and it looked like the rock. Yeah, like, they're jacked. They're, they're jacked. And, and it was and they, like, I'm going to kill you. They have these like creepy little hands, right? And they, and they're sort of like little T-Rexes and they kind of do this. <laughs> it's, it's the creepiest thing you've and ever seen. And they've got like, they have like a huge claw. Mm-hmm. And they'll like gut you. Have you seen them fight? Have you seen yeah. them fight? Yeah, they put their heads back. And yeah, because they because they're doing the creepy little like hand thing. It's 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 super creepy. Australia is a crazy. <laughs> when we were place. driving here, Elijah's going, "Look at all these spider webs in the trees. Is this not this crazy thing?" And I'm like, "Maybe I don't notice because I'm acclimated to the fact that there's 
so many spiders and insects and things that are ginormous that I don't even notice if, anymore. If this world is You'd some think. kind of MMORPG, Australia is like the final continent. Yeah, it's level 50 <laughs> like, continent. Yeah. Yes. yeah, it's like top level. It's like all the monsters are super big yeah. and the spiders are as big as your face. But they're used to it. And here's the crazy thing is they act like it's normal. Yeah, it I, is wait, normal. No, they act like it it's is this, normal. Is, this is why you guys are crazy. This is why you guys accepted the lockdowns. I swear. Because I went to this beautiful bay, okay? We don't have this kind of stuff in America where you can go out maybe 60, 70, 80 feet and it's only two to three feet of water in the ocean. It's white sand beaches and I'm like ready to go in the water and my wife's just like, hold up for a second. Make sure that you just realize that there are like kind of like shocking eels here and also just a small note. If you see a beautiful shell, don't pick it up because there's these like spike things and, and the Chinese people always Cone pick shell. them up and then they stab you and then you die. So just like be <laughs> alert for your feet when you're walking. I said, oh, a little tidbit. You might die. Enjoy your vacation. Yeah. I mean, don't go in the ocean. There's Irigangi. There are these tiny little, they're little jellyfish. And if you get stung by one, you're probably going to, uh, you know, your system will shut down. You're, you won't be able to breathe. You'll die. But it's Enjoy beautiful. That. Dude, that's <laughs> legit. Why legit the, the high level area? Why Australia? <laughs> why? 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 It's like that article that said that said when the guy died from covid and it was like it could have been worse right it's like it's like you look at this you go you go you, it's beautiful and it's basically a beautiful death sentence you go there yeah, and if prison. you don't die from the government lockdown you walk outside and you're like fresh air mm. and the fresh air kills you yeah this it is reminds true. me of northrend you know in world of warcraft mm-hmm. where like around the time when wrath of lich king came out for those that are familiar with the video games and it's just like this like you know continent of undead demons and this you know the the lich king and then you have zombies and just like so you've got the government which is like man it's just the you know, we could make a video game in australia would did, be an excellent final did level. the british put the monsters there <laughs> when they put the prisoners there yeah, to like possible. guard them and and challenge them that would be a mo- oh, anyway we should get to the intro <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian, ian is sitting here ian crossland what up and, and Lydia is I'm also in the corner laughing at these stories. I'm really glad that Sydney survived her childhood in Australia to mm-hmm. join. Mm-hmm. Yes, this little, is true. I'm pretty impressed. I only had to fight one kangaroo, and it was it was totally fine. Did I you, obviously did you won. really fight a kangaroo? <laughs> no, no. Did you want? I, I, I like I like that. That's mildly believable, though. It, it is. is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Seen, I saw a video of a guy punch a kangaroo because it was trying to get his dog. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he was actually um, uh, arrested after that, or he'd been fined for something for like <laughs> for hurting for hurting wildlife or some some. But you kangaroo. Kangaroos look like you can hit them in the road people yes. die all the time it's crazy no. when, when you're driving so there's a lot of warnings of kangaroo crossings but it's not like here with deer where people still die here uh, apparently it's very common that's why the utes their trucks they all have these grills in front of them because kangaroos just jump out I in saw, front of your car so i saw a video too. of a party and a kangaroo just like wanders in and mm-hmm. everyone's just like standing there frozen as the kangaroo bounces around the party yeah. just like and it's massive because they're like they look like the rock you know yeah they're super <laughs> joe rogan's head it's just yeah. like just All right, big let's, beefy thing. Let's let's <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get to talking about Australia, I suppose. Uh, before we get started, go to TimCast.com, become a member, and you'll get access to exclusive members only segments of the TimCast RL podcast. Of course, we will have a special members only segment coming up around eleven or so PM after the show for all of our members, and you'll get an ad free experience on our fierce and independent journalist. Boy, are they mad at us. I got it. they wrote a smear, uh one one outlet wrote a smear about us because we covered a truck crash with the Moderna vaccine in it, that the DOD was in control. I'm like, I thought that was newsworthy. And they're like, you're a conspiracy theorist for telling people that a truck crashed. That's all we said. And people got mad. I'm like, yo, you guys read too much into stuff. So if you like that kind of stuff, go to TimCast.com, become a member. And don't forget to like this video, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, all the stuff that, you know, YouTube it probably doesn't even matter anyway. But do, do it anyway. Smash the like button for Ian. For Thanks. Ian. Thanks, do it for everyone. Ian. For Thank Kroger, you. Jesus Christ. Honestly. <laughs> 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 Let's talk about this the spying bill. So 
As many of you may be aware, there's been a lot of a lot of news lately about Australia. There have been protests over the lockdowns. The lockdowns are the most draconian thing we've ever seen. Meanwhile, you know, like Chris Hemsworth is surfing on the beach and he's have a smile on his face. And even though, even though the beach is under a, a strict lockdown, where you're not allowed to leave your house. But the rich people seem to be okay. But everybody else is kind of complaining as to why they're locked down. People are protesting. Hundreds of people are getting arrested. And now we have this on top of it. Australian powers to spy on cybercrime suspects given green light. I love how they say cybercrime suspects. Coalition bill to create powerful new warrants allowing authorities to modify and delete data and even take over accounts passes the Senate. That is amazing. They say the identify and disrupt bill passed the Senate on Wednesday despite concerns about the low bar of who can authorize a warrant and the government failed to implement all the safeguards recommended by the bipartisan joint committee on intelligence and security. And apparently it was like just like sped through parliament or whatever. Is that how it works? You guys yep. have parliament. Yep. And then they just like rubber stamped it. So imagine this. You are talking to your friends about, hey, you know, like I think this lockdown stuff's pretty bad. And then all of a sudden you get a knock on the door and they're like, we have copied all of your phone's photos and video and everything. We own it. And uh, we found ourselves a crime. Because, mm. come on, there's like, I'm sure it's similar in Australia like it is here. There's just so many laws in the books. You're always breaking crime. You're always breaking laws. Isn't there a book about this? Yeah. We, 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 we had someone talk about like a, yeah. like, at like four a, crimes a day or something. Yeah. Four crimes a day people are committing. Yeah. And, and not only that, but if they have access to your phones, your communications and all that stuff, there could be a joke. And they'll be like, no, nope, that's serious. You could jokingly say something like, oh, you know, I would do X, Y, or Z, you know, and they'll, there was like one story we saw of a guy who was posting memes or something in a Discord server, and then the cops came and arrested him because it was public. So anyway, let's just talk about, you know, Australia is a country of monsters and dragons and mythical beasts that always want to kill you. Mm -hmm. Most of the country is a barren wasteland of death. Yes, you know? also yep. true. Yeah, and there was a story about a woman who whose Apple Maps told her to take a, a wrong turn, and then she drove like 500 miles into the outback, and then like car broke down, and she was stranded because just like the country is, it's it's like a, a death pit full of monsters, and the sa- the places that were safe, the cities have now been overrun by like full on fascism that they're going to arrest you, lock you in your home. There's a video of like a, a, a woman walking on the street and the cop starts beating her because she wasn't wearing a mask, oh, mm-hmm. right. even though she had a medical exemption. Yeah, he dragged her to the ground. They dragged her to the ground. Yeah. D- dead set. So let me, let's, let's just start by asking, I'll ask you, Sydney, oh, what the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've been asking that about her for a long time. Um, honestly, it's funny because people always ask me, why did you leave Australia? And this is sort of why. Like on an, an ironic note, and I don't want to shit on Australians too much. Sorry, I've already, I've already ruined your <laughs> <sort of> thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, I don't want to, I don't want to um, rag on Australians too much because I do love Aussies, but dead set, I got to a point where I was like, this is a bloody prison. This is actually a prison and I want it's out. It's always been. I know, but I didn't realize it until I was like, oh God, I'm like the only, well, I feel like I'm the only person living in the, you know, communist republic of Victoria that actually gives a damn about freedom mm. and doesn't want to, uh, live in, you know, abject uh, government overrun horribleness for the rest of my days. So I was like, let's and go to America. You're in Texas. I know. That was like, you know, you were begging for freedom, you know? I was, yeah. I want to turn a thing. And single, too, by the way. She's still not married. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying so I'm hard. Just, I'm just saying, she's not married. I'm trying to help. Any guy that wants to show her <laughs> Lydia, a life of freedom. Lydia's trying to help. <laughs> she has the dream of living on a ranch. I do. With horses. I want some cows. Oh, God. Cows are so cute. They're, they're, they're they'll the cuddle you. Did yeah, you they'll that? put your finger in their mouth and they'll like they suck on it. Friends. That is so <laughs> weird. Apparently, it feels good. I've never done it. <laughs> what? That, someone told me that. 
I'm a vessel of knowledge. What is that fucking conversation? I like cows too. Basically, is what I'm saying. But yeah, we know. Weird. We Wait, know. Is it just <laughs> fingers? Is yeah, it just fingers? Of course. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. All right. I was just asking. What the f- no, but you know, it's funny because Kez, you know, I guess they don't know that's my wife, but Kez yeah. actually said the same thing. People are like, how did she just leave? Uh, Australia about so cows easily. Your finger in a cow's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, well, wow, that's, that, that's going to start calling instead of the like the storks brought brought the baby. It was like, oh, you know how are babies made? You stick your finger in a cow's mouth, and then it all oh it my just God. sucks on your finger. <laughs> no, but, but I was Ian, that, you're on the internet too much. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, everything I said was true. I'm like lively. It's too much over there. No, but she was like, she, people go, why, why was she willing to move over here so quickly? Because a lot of people are in two camps in Australia that people don't understand. I would say the majority of people are very subservient that they trust the government mm-hmm. that they think the government is on their side if you deny and you fight against the government to put into perspective we did a podcast together and some people that i know over there were saying that we sounded communist because we were questioning the government and we are very far away from communists go to vosh or something if you want to watch communism don't go to slightly offensive or sydney watson our shows but the point is is that there's this camp of people i would say it's about one third or less that are just like we are so sincerely effed and I'm going to probably need to get out of here, and I mm. don't know how. We meet Australians all around America that got the green card lottery that wanted to get out because people are so cucked out and subjugated to this crown and to the authority. They can't think for themselves, and they look at the people who are against the government as being like bad-behaved citizens. Yeah. Like they're, they're bad people Yo, morally. There was, a, there was a manhunt for a guy because – he was coughing in the elevator. Well, because he had COVID. <laughs> oh Wait, because but, he because yeah. he left lockdown. Because, and then, well, but he, he yeah. apparently he was told. This, so this is a guy. He was told to go quarantine at a hotel. Mm-hmm. And so there's video of him leaving his apartment, and they're like, "Look at him in the in the elevator sneezing." Like what? <laughs> well, that's a weird thing. But apparently they found him in a hotel quarantining, right. and they're like, "You're under arrest, mate." And then they drag him out, and people are cheering. And yeah, didn't, po- he, didn't he get like eight months in prison or something like no, that? No, no, no. That was that was the protester. I'm, I know I'm quite I'm well perhaps I'm wrong someone should double check me on this no. but I, I think they might have um, arrested him and done like I'm pretty sure that they arrested him like he's a terrorist they put him in like in garbs and masks and gloves it, and carried like dragged physically dragged him out none of this is new I, I, I can't stress this enough to Americans none of this is new it's not like this is something that someone just pulled from the sky <laughs> you know the politicians suddenly were like oh you know what let's become draconian no this is this is honestly part of my frustration with Australia it always always has been this is why I left because Australians in a lot of ways, and I, I think I've said this probably on this show before, and I know I've certainly said it on your show, but Aussies in a lot of ways, I'm not saying all Aussies, but a, a portion of them view security as much more important than freedom. Mm. So when you have yeah. that as the primary mentality and the primary prevailing attitude of most of your population, or at least a large portion of the population, then of course what we're seeing at the moment is a byproduct of that. And people just roll over because they go, oh, you know, if we follow the law, daddy government will give me my rights back. Honey, when was the last time the government did anything for you? I think it was Dave Smith who said there's nothing more permanent than a temporary government program. Seriously, honestly. Like, or maybe he was, maybe he was <laughs> quoting He was quoting. Some, I yeah. forget who it was, but he was quoting. He said that on this show. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Karam has not been sentenced. He okay. was just charged, mm-hmm. but he was denied bail, and he's been charged with 13 offenses. They called him public health enemy number one. It's ridiculous. Allegedly went on the run. I love how in the news report they've got like five cops. And they're like, we're like in SWAT gear and they've got a bunch of doctors in full like pandemic panic garb. And then they're like, he was, you know, he was refusing quarantine, though he was found in the hotel where the authorities had told him he should quarantine. And I'm like, the crazy thing about the story is for all I know, (laughs) they got video of the guy leaving his house to go to the hotel like he was told. And then they were like, 
Oh, but why is he why is he sneezing in public? Arrest him. Did you guys watch the? I'm, I'm sure some public of you saw enemy number one. Yeah, it's that should be merch. Australians are so <laughs> hyperbolic like that. Like, I don't know if you guys saw there was a news report about him and the Austra- it was like you were talking about the Australian commentator was like, "This is whatever his name is." Adam steps into the. It, it was all so dramatic, and I'm going. The dude has the sniffles. What is what are we? What is happening right no, now? No, no. Well, to be fair. Sneezing and coughing without covering your mouth in an elevator, kind of a dick move. Yeah, a little not, bit. Not worthy of a manhunt. Was anybody else nor... in the elevator with him? No, no, but still, come on. Yeah, increasing There's, viral I was load. he spitting on the window? Well, I don't, he was the... sneezing he down. He was being nasty. Yeah. He was being nasty, but I will say this. Go to any major metropolitan area in the United States, <laughs> and it's quite a similar experience. In so fact, nice. I think you just fit in. But in Australia, people are very prim. They are very proper. In a lot of the major cities, very clean. I, compared to U.S. cities, uh, Aussies Australians are very clean. Yes. Are very clean. Yes. They're very orderly. Yes. And what, what I want to point out that people don't know is that Australians are also like super based with their immigration policies yeah. and have actually take everything very seriously. That could be a threat to their culture, mm-hmm. to their ethnic, uh, their monoculture, to <laughs> any of these things. They see these as, as huge threats so it makes sense that you could also take another enemy that could threaten you and they have that island mentality where it's like well, we can keep COVID away completely because we're on an island mm-hmm. and so they've taken it to an extremity to where people thought and I think this is crazy but they thought that they could essentially remain isolated from the world and never have a COVID death in their country ever, as if respiratory illness... That's what New Zealand did, too. Yeah, would never, <laughs> ever find their enough? way in. You know what's funny? I posted I, I posted on Twitter something to the effect of, you know, I didn't really ever expect to be at a point where we would have these quarantine camps, and yet here we are. And someone responded, and I have to give them props for this. They responded and said, Sydney, you literally take your asylum seekers and send them to an offshore I processing mean. detention center. <laughs> and I thought to myself, yeah, one that I've actually defended in the past so, I'm in being, Australia? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So what what we do is because we call them boat people, just you know, based. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and the boat and the boat people come to the borders, and obviously the Australian police or whoever deals with it, you know, border protection goes nope and sends them to Christmas Island, yeah. conveniently named Christmas Island. Not so has great. nothing to do with Christmas. Really nice. um, and there they stay. Maybe indefinitely. I'm not sure. So putting putting your own citizens... They ship them back. A lot of times they ship them back. But, I mean, it does take a long time, and these people obviously burn down the facilities and, and break things and, you wow. know, molest and the rape each other. The signs on the beaches are like, if you see their their immigration signs, it's something out of, like, what would be considered here extreme right wing, which is basically <laughs> just means being epic, um, where it, it, it basically just has, like, a warship, like... <laughs> almost like tipping a boat of people and it's like don't, don't come here don't come here or you're gonna get tipped like <laughs> yeah. that's basically what it says wow. it's it's, we, it's we, so extreme like you might die yeah. if you try to come here we have that's a true. deal with um papa new guinea and it's basically like hey we'll send you all the asylum seekers we just don't want to deal with them but i guess the thing is right those are not citizens <laughs> of australia here. yeah here take them t- take them Th- these are not <laughs> citizens though so i mean it sounds heartless and i don't want to get into the immigration debate necessarily but it sounds heartless to just be like, yeah, okay, but you're, you can't do this crap to your own citizens. These are people that live, work, you know, contribute taxes, to your economy, yeah. pay taxes, etc. The Crown can't abuse their own citizens. Have you not seen the Have history you seen of the City? Crown? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, I want to I wanna highlight the, the Crown's act. Like interactivity. You with, love this, don't you? I do this because is like your favorite people thing. are like, Ian, you, you moron. The queen <laughs> has nothing, no power. It's all ceremonial. I'm here to back you up. Royal assent is a thing. Yes. If the queen doesn't want to uh, approve any, anything that's ever done, yes. she can say, I'm not giving royal assent. 
Well, so with our legislation, and this is not widely known, I don't think outside of even Australia, in Australia, it's probably not widely known. The Queen does sign off on all of our legislation called Royal Assent. Um, I'm not sure if it applies anywhere else, but it certainly applies to our legislation. She, she like, has removed the Prime Minister, right? She, in, in, back in, in the, the rare 60s. Case? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, back in the Wait, 60s. Wait, she did? Yeah, she did. She fired, she fired the, uh, so Gough Whitlam was the, pre- uh, not the President, God, I've been in this country for too long, <laughs> was the Prime Minister, um, and she, she fired him. And, Wow. Fired the government. So you're not wrong. Nope. It's you, terrifying. She can do Think that of yourself now. as a better man. Well, yeah, even Elijah. so, her <laughs> any of the people that represent the Queen in Australia can actually act on behalf of the Queen. They can fire governments. They can again. They can uh, turn down legislation. They have a certain grace period where they can do all this stuff. Um, I don't know if they have any hand in repealing legislation. I'm, I'm not sure about that. But they certainly do have. They they the Queen makes decisions. She could theoretically make decisions. It's not just a symbolic thing. She can actually do it. Yes, so I, but it is symbolic for right now because she never does. Like anything that happens in that country is because the queen wants it to happen that way. Sure. Theoretically, yeah. Theoretically. You know what's really cool? When like we were all like, hey, oh, king, suck it. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. And he then was he like, was like, ooh, America. And the, and the and French were like, we dudes. will sacrifice our government to allow you to <laughs> screw the. <laughs> that true. Yeah. They sacrificed their much. monarchy. Dude. I mean, I didn't it's know so that was going to happen. When, when you describe it that way, it's yeah, so you know, <laughs> This is kind of weird, but I was talking to Beck, good old Glenn Beck, uh, pretty deeply about this stuff. And kind of what he was telling me, though, is unfortunately, when we talk a lot about people are like, it's going to be a revolution. We got to mm. we gotta fight back. You know, I, I mean, I was at the Capitol today, and I ran into an officer who I saw on January 6th, and we were talking about it. And uh, I'm not going to get into much details, but, you know, he got pretty injured. There's a lot going wow. on. And um, and he just kind of was like, hey, I've actually been wanting to talk to you, and I don't know how we ended up running into you on the streets here in D.C. again. And we were talking about it, and I was just saying, yeah, like this is a confusing time in, in our country because we – it's hard to make sense of things, uh, of what's going on and what our future holds. And Beck kind of told me, I asked him the same question. Hey, like, what does the future hold for America? What does the future hold for Australia? What, what, what does it hold for people who are saying, I, I'm sick of this, uh, present tense version of chat, but like, I'm, 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 I'm sick of this. You can't say the word, <laughs> but I'm sick of this. And like, what do we do to, to, over, yeah, to overturn this? How do we fight back? And you know, he, he gave me something that's kind of disconcerting, but also bluntly honest. He said, well, we're never going to see a type of revolution like we have seen in the past because simply put, every one of those revolutions, including the Civil War, uh, the only reason the, the tides turned is because a foreign government that had interest ended up investing money into a group that ended up winning. For instance, in the Civil War, there was great interest the French had in seeing the British Empire decline. And so that's why they funded us so heavily because anybody that could weaken the grip of the British Empire opened up trade for them. And also, even in, he said, even in the Civil War, which I didn't know, the money was pretty unilateral from European countries between the North and the South because they were really afraid that if the South ended up winning, that they would be end up being tariffs and problems with trading with cotton and different and different trade deals. So they kind of sent money to both sides, and it wasn't until I forget which battle it was, but there was a turn in the battle that they took their money out of the South and gave it to the North, which ended up giving them the upper hand to win. And so if you look at even American history, the fight against tyranny or the Union trying to win back the country or whatever people think always involved foreign money. And now with this global economy. This global interest right after Wilson sold us out to the Federal Reserve and you have this global banking system where companies you know, are against American traditional values. There is no corporation or country or banking group that's going to just come in and fund, let's say, a revolution in Australia to fight mm-hmm. back. It would be a guerrilla fight. Probably more like the Taliban, but even the Taliban has some people say it's funded by Pakistan. Some people say it's there's, funded by Iran. There, there's there's a country that's going to fund a revolution in America. Who? China. Mm. For the left. Yeah, true. Yeah. 
They're gonna they'll they'll invest uh, in 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 tons of these programs. They'll 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 place you know uh, spies all over the country, and they'll start putting out woke propaganda, which they're doing, which destabilizes the country. <laughs> it and sounds then, like what's already happening. I'm yeah, like, no, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm talking about I'm talking about what they're literally doing. I mean, yeah. do I'm not predicting thing. anything. China would do the same thing in Australia. I mean, they probably are, but they probably well, that, well that's exactly it. So Daniel Andrews, actually the premier of uh, Victoria, because we don't have governors, we have premiers. Um, he at one point, I, well, actually, I believe he's taken CCP money, but at one point, you should find the clip if you guys are interested. There's a clip of basically um, a, a Victorian police station, I believe, playing some like communist anthem, Chinese communist anthem, or something, <laughs> rather than the Australian national anthem. Wow. Or perhaps, it, or, or maybe, maybe I'm getting my wires crossed and they're flying the Chinese flag. I can't remember. But the point is that they have so many little creepy ties to the CCP that it's like, oh, that's why everyone's in freaking perpetual lockdown. To, Beautiful. To, to go back to what you said, there's there's, there's a, di- a different reason I think you're not going to see a revolution like any of these past civil wars or revolutions, and it's that we're in a new generation of warfare. Why should anyone need kinetic warfare when you can simply post a series of tweets and convince someone of something and then they'll be on your side? Is that why they say communism was never tried correctly? Because someone told me that that meant that they were always using initial violence to purge rather than social pressure for allegiance. And that the way that they're kind of using this is to bring people into state control before they have to do an, an, an eventual purge. Imagine if I said to you, no one's ever tasted unicorn. No, no person has, has ever really tasted true unicorn. Yep. You'd be like, unicorns don't exist. <laughs> hey, you're starting to get it. There is no real communism. This idea of this, like, everyone owns everything utopia makes literally no <laughs> sense. It's, it's just like saying unicorn. So when they say real communism has never been tried, you're like, yeah, no one's ever ridden a unicorn. I get it. If you're not going to, it's never going to happen. And the only way to do it is to take some kind of fake horn and jam it onto the face of a horse and bolt it down or something. And the horse is all screaming. And you're like, it's a unicorn, I swear. That's basically what they've Little been Alex doing. Jones there. Sticking, yeah, wow. sticking fingers in cows' mouths, <laughs> bolting stuff to yeah. horses. God. So, I saw, there, was a, there was a tweet. You would laugh at this because I always think of like your little face where you're just like, like that weird face. Your little, little yeah. face. Yeah. But somebody, somebody wrote, it was like a meme and somebody wrote, they were like, yeah, I can't wait till communism um, is, you know, finally comes in because I'm, I, I can't wait to figure out what I'm going to do with my farm. And then it just kept zooming yes. in on my, and then it was like, my farm. Well, so somebody, farm. somebody yeah, was right. like, somebody tweeted, "What are you going to do once communism is finally yes. achieved?" Yes, and then someone responded, "Probably take some new classes, hang out in the town, teach people how to grow vegetables on my farm, spend some time with the family." And then someone responded with, "Your farm." Yeah, yeah. It's Power like a farm. these people don't understand. J- just to see that response from someone about what they're going to get to do Jack in communism, so big. it's like. Yo, just you, like funny back to that. Just, just, just look at what the North Koreans are allowed to do. All right, that, that's what you'll be allowed to do: starve to death. <laughs> yeah, you have at least three options of haircuts. Yeah, that's yeah. at least they can get haircuts in North Korea because in a lot of cities in the United States, we weren't allowed to get those. That's crazy because you you would hear that two years ago. Because Lydia, I know this too because you're like pretty like free spirited person, and so you would go to a point where you would hear, oh, they're like litigating what kind of haircut you can get. I mean, mm-hmm. you can be prosecuted or fined for going against a haircut. That's crazy to live in a, in a society where they would the law would get into getting haircuts. And then all of a sudden, I remember I had to literally do a drug deal basically in in uh, California by like paying a guy cash, going in through this back door to get my haircut. haircut deal. Yeah. And it was it was like the, the windows were covered, and I was like, I thought it was like, <laughs> oh. this, like a human trafficking you know, situation. <laughs> and it was just so I can get scissors to you know trim my hair. And I'm going. We went quickly from that seeming dystopian mm. to that is they have more freedom with their hair than we do. 
Uh, yeah, uh, honestly, just just to this thing about uh, this just made me laugh because Jack. Pas- I just want to say this because it actually made me laugh, and I think other people will find it funny too. Jack Posobiec responded to that thing you're talking about, and he posted this picture that said, "Oh, you thought communism would support you, so you could write bad poetry and SoundCloud rap all day instead of laboring <laughs> in the fields." Ha <laughs> ha! Please face the wall. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The, what mm, I like to say to people, what, so I, I usually say, is I'm talking about UBI, but it applies here too. Um, uh, how many people do you guys know play guitar? A couple, a handful. A handful. Yes. Um, and how many of them are really bad at it? Uh, a handful. A handful of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 will those people be like if if they had the option not to work, they'd be like, I'm going to be a musician. Yeah, well, probably. Yeah. So yeah, they, I mean, how many give bad it a guitarists do we need? Not none. Yes. And <laughs> the other, so, so there's two problems here. One. We already have too many people who want to make careers out of non-productive fields, though I love the arts and think people should try to make art. There is an issue where in our society over the past several decades or generations, they've been like, instead of inventing things, why don't you try and be a famous singer? Because mm. I guess people make a lot of money doing that, so we, we prioritize that. Now we have a, a lack of tradespeople, and we need people to you know fix our toilets and build our houses, and there's, much, there's very few people to do it, and there's very few truckers. But I'll tell you this, these people who want communism, Many of them are these bad guitar players who are like, I hate working at Starbucks. If we were communists, I'd play guitar all day. It's like, dude, you'd be breaking rocks all day. Yeah, exactly. You think they're going to, no, they're going to be like, to each according to his needs, or what is it? What is it? From each according to their means to each according to their needs? Something like that. Yeah, bro, you don't have very much means or needs. Mm. Why would they give you anything or let you do anything? Your means are, you got arms and a rock needs to break. Mm. We're not going to ask you to solve any equations here, buddy. Into the fields you go. You know what's funny though is, is speaking of like people <laughs> Actually being, dark. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't like it's it. sad. <laughs> Please face the wall. Um, it's, in, it, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of weird because as much as we're going to probably um, rage against Australia, rage against the machine in Australia in this episode, what's, what's kind of funny is Australia's actually got down pat quite well, that whole making people useful thing, because tradesmen, or we call them tradies in Australia, there's tons of them. Because people don't waste their time trying to be bad musicians. It's a very American-esque thing, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Because there's a lot of mm-hmm. entitlement in this country. Much as I love living here and much as I love Americans, there's so many great qualities of Americans. There's a butt ton of entitlement that I find exceedingly irritating that Aussies simply don't have. Aussies are much more humble, much more uh, willing to take criticism in some capacity um, than Americans would be. And and there are these things where, again, when we talk about these like communist ideals and things, that's why, like Elijah was saying before, Aussies are actually quite resistant to it. It's more the fact that they trust the government too much, which is why it plays out the way that it does. Whereas Americans, right. weirdly enough, are, you know, I think that there's probably a bigger proportion of them that are like, oh, communism could work because then I can play my, my guitar all day and at least swore again to him. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was gonna, it nearly came out of my mouth. I stopped. No, no, no. But I stopped. <coughs> I stopped. Caught it. I stopped. In the after after the show ends, did. she's going to start screaming all the profanities yeah. she couldn't get she's out. Shaking. This is, <laughs> she's shaking. This is what she does. She's a sa- women's sabotage. They subvert. But also. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but no, we, we, we have to inform shame. TikTok. That is not true, and it's a joke. Yeah, TikTok actually took down one of our videos. Really? For, yeah, for one, it's like a joke like this. Wow. We won't put it's it on okay. TikTok. I'm kidding. She'd be happier at home, but this is what she's <laughs> oh, Okay. But, 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 as, but on, but on, on, on a reality, though, is that this is where people don't understand with Australia and being orderly. Is people, Someone could tell them, call me racist for saying this. It's just called living in Los Angeles, and the reality is one of the things that struck me as the most odd. It wasn't the spiders, and it wasn't the little death creatures that kill you on vacation <laughs> the in the water. It was... I remember seeing how, and this is going to offend some people, but understand where I'm coming from here, that being a tradie wasn't seen as being blue collar is in America. Meaning when you're going down the, the 405 or the 605 freeway or something in California, 
there's a very distinct look for the majority of people working for Caltrans or on the streets. Most of them are Hispanic. A lot of them are overweight, unhealthy. It's always a joke, right, that how many people does it take to uh, to, to dig a hole in California on the road? One it, to hold the shovel, a bunch to stand <laughs> yeah, around looking at the yeah, hole. Yeah, nine, nine to watch, mm-hmm. one to dig. Yep. Because that's just what it is. It's this inefficient, expensive mess of people who not all people are, but just this, this government waste project. I was shocked. And they're usually late 30s, mid 30s, late 30s. When I went to Australia, Younger than it that. is these, I know, you know, when I went to Australia, it is these young men, 1920, cut, chad looking, c- jaw dudes who are just masculine. Aussie wear, tradies. Dress, n- dress pretty nice. well, not, <laughs> not so gross. Hot. Good, good haircuts, like what we would think of being like a, a Navy SEAL or something. This is mm-hmm. what, what it looked like. And they're just efficient. They're moving. I saw a project get done in like one week on the street. And I, t- I remember like going in even into the, the state sponsored, you know, alcohol, whatever, whatever those things are, those like big stores where you can only get alcohol at. Uh, cause you can't get the, it in the supermarket. The bottle shop? Yeah, but the big ones. What's that one? The bottle-o? The I bottle shop? Oh, I don't you're know, but, like Dan Murphy. But like, like the, but the line, there was like a line of people that were all dressed like tradies, <laughs> buying their beer, getting ready for the night. Like you could tell they had this regimented lifestyle. And I remember talking to, to, to my wife and she's like, yeah, like being tradie is not, Looked down upon here like, oh, you didn't go to college. You mm-hmm. became a tradie, which is actually a detriment to our country because that's the point is that we've created a system of where, where college is, you know, matters. I think you just made a tweet about this. That, about what? That, you know, that why would you want to oh, abuse I your said, kids? Uh, imagine, <laughs> imagine hating your kids so much you send them to college. <laughs> yeah, but that's yes. my point. But there, being tradie, like, the civilization isn't set in its tears. Like, that kind of work is still seen as like you're building the country. You are, you are building the, the, the framework and a good job there is good for the nation. The, the nations are very united in that way. Yeah. And so it makes so, sense that they so, would fight oh, against you're, you're, COVID like this. There's a there's a, a bunch of tall, ripped, chiseled yes. white men yes. who are building the country yes. and want absolute government control and spying on all of your stuff. It's weird, and, isn't it? This, yeah. it's, it's, this is like why a bunch it, of Nazis to it's, me. It's really, really, really <laughs> odd because on an unironic note... Trades, Look at Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> trades a lot of people don't realize... You're jealous, that. Tim. You're jealous. <laughs> you'll ne- it's the Asian in you. You'll never be a full Aryan. Oh, wow. Okay. Jeez, <laughs> dude. took a weird turn. I, Jeez, no, I'm joking. You when, you go there, when you go there, I even feel like I feel not white because they're... They're like, even the girl said, like, everyone there is, like, tall and good looking. And I go there, I'm this, like, ugly little, like, pudgy, freckly freak. And I, like, sit there, and I'm like, gosh, if only I got the Irish jeans. Like, those are not that good. I do say this all the time, that I think Australian men are objectively the best. Well, I think Australians are, as a general rule, very, very So, like, in Australia, Chris Hemsworth is ugly? No, he's just standard. He's like he's like below wow. he's, he's below average. So they, they export him out to the U.S. Like they'll they'll they'll, they'll like him. Yeah, now you know what she God. thinks about us. Like Chris, wow. Chris Hemsworth is standard. Like what does that make us? That's sad. I just like I look at some of the boyfriends that I had in Australia, and I like contrary to popular belief, I'm not. And Elijah can back this up, and I think you can back this up now too, Lid. Um, basically, like I'm not a shallow woman. Like I like brains. I want you to be smart. You're not like other girls. I'm not like That's other right. girls. I'm quirky, okay. But I like smart people. I want to be challenged. I want to. You know, someone interesting who can talk to we, me about. We, we have a picture of uh, one of Sydney's ex-boyfriends oh, oh, yeah. right here. Yeah. Do we? It's a Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, no, it's that meme guy. <laughs> you know the black and white photo of the guy whose like chin is a. Chin. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not a real person. I do love. I do love a good chin. No, but on a serious note, like I look, I th- think back to some of these boyfriends. And I'm like, oh my god, they're actually like very handsome people. Like, unironically, just like normally handsome people because Aussies are attractive. I don't know. I don't know. They're Other hot. people back me up here. I think oh, Aussies yeah. are hot. Sounds like they're inbred. Is it true? I mean, that to a point. <laughs> if they're not allowing the boat people we took, in. We, d- 
What is happening? Part of why we're so beautiful is it, as humans. Is it, you know? is it true that and the tradesmen uh, are super hot too? Like tradies are so hot, and they wear these like little little um. They wear their little short shorts, which I love. Oh my gosh! And they wear their little <laughs> boots, which look really cute with their little like you know high vis stuff. And I'm like, oh god, the temperature is rising in here. Oh, you know what? Tradies. So- I've been single a long time, guys. <laughs> yeah, like, wow. It <laughs> sounds like Australia is missing um, a, a storyteller, a people that want to be storytellers, and the America is overrun with people mm, that yeah. want to be storytellers. We don't want your storytellers, so you can keep them. Right, like yeah. it's it's an important role in society. A job, even you could say, as an actor, you know, they're highly paid musicians, just the shaman that would tell the tribe. But we don't need a hundred million storytellers, mm-hmm. you know. You just need really good ones at the top, and it's such a a small group of like. You know, people want it. It's like this this exclusive group that people all want to do, and so they're sitting around lazily waiting to get their chance or to get their viral video. That now they get to be the. No, story Ian, team. I think you you fundamentally don't understand industry in the United States. Like the overwhelming majority of <laughs> movies and music are small businesses. If, if, if I. I I don't know. You said you were an actor before, but I don't understand how you're not aware of the fact that like most films are small films no one ever sees because mm-hmm, they'll yeah. get like a thousand viewers. Like I, I know tons of people in Chicago who would do uh, short films and they would it would be at a small theater in Chicago to a thousand people over a weekend. And that was the end of the film. Maybe and, and those are jobs. People are getting paid hundreds of dollars to do. And they would have budgets of like five to ten thousand dollars and they would film for a day or two. Right. Because if someone wanted to be a storyteller, they would just start telling stories on the Internet. They would make a short film, a, a, a low budget film. Instead, right. people, maybe they want the fame. They want to be the storyteller. They want it. They want everyone to listen. Yeah, but, but a lot of those people tell don't story make it. to a dark closet. You know, what's the point of the story, really? A, a lot of those people won't make it because they're chasing the wrong thing. What makes you famous is your passion for what you're doing. And uh, I'll give you an example. I, I I was once doing this voter registration thing at a Death Cab for Cutie con- uh, concert, and they're like, you know, this indie band. I don't really know what they've been doing this past decade or whatever. But I saw the the band hanging out backstage, and I asked them. I was like, do you have any advice for making it in music? And uh, the guitarist said, just keep playing music. Because one of the things that happens is everyone around you just quits. They eventually give up. They quit. They stop playing. And then eventually you look around and realize you're the only one left. And you've got this big back catalog of all the music you've produced. And a lot of people are familiar with it now because, you know, everyone else is gone. And I was like, oh, wow. I'm, I'm paraphrasing because it was the gist of the conversation. And it's like, if you stay true to what you believe in and you're playing music and you're doing what you love, eventually you're getting better at it every day. You're producing a lot of it. More and more people start to see it. And the people who don't really want it are like, I just want to be famous. And they, they start quitting. And then eventually it's like five, ten years later. And people are like, oh, yeah, I've seen that band before. They're really good. And they're sharing your stuff every single day. Someone's playing your song. Someone's hearing it. So that that's true for like most things. You know, it's funny, though, because I think that that actually applies to the job that I guess we all do in a sense, because I feel like there's a lot of people out there who look at this and think I could do that. And really, I mean, anybody who could, if you're, you know, if you're uh, well spoken, if you're well read, if you will take the time to look into politics and all that sort of fun stuff. And I think what bothers me a little bit and sorry to derail this, but you just I just think this is a, you know decent caveat to what you're saying um there's a lot of people who get into it wanting to be famous which i think i think that's the worst reason to start doing political commentary to be completely frank with you because it's not easy Mm. you really have to be on top of it and Mm. all credit to you actually tim and i'm not blowing smoke up your butt but you're on top of this stuff it's like you you like live and breathe in and just like you're like a little swamp creature that's surrounded by all your news articles you know like (laughs) yeah i have like a nest of like newspapers that i gather and and you just she says hemsworth is is standard normal and she called you a swamp creature (laughs) wow 
Wow. <laughs> Your audience is going to be like, never bring this girl back ever again. Put her in the bin. No, but seriously, Put her like, in the it, bin. It, 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 it does bother me, though, how people are like, oh, I want to be famous. I want to be a political commentator. And it's like, well, oh, oh, take a run, like a red hot crack at it. Take a run at it. Fine. But I don't, I don't know about that. Well, they do. I know plenty of people who, who try. Like, that's like the stupidest idea. You know what I mean? That's what I think, too. It's, it's not easy. You get a lot of hate mail. I think everyone. What's the dumbest idea? But then this is what. Wanting to be a political commentator to be famous? Well, because, it, because but Trump made it, but, but around Trump time, it became cool. Yeah. Because that's the whole point is that, that you got I'm not going to call people out by name here, but it became not just like a grift thing, but it was like, for the first time, they, the politics, right, is Hollywood for ugly people. And so <laughs> yep. for the, for, for the first time, now you have a movie star. I mean, we had Reagan, but you have this sort of television personality that's got this big personality about fame and kind of out there and it's all about the shows and the, and, and going to the, uh, convention centers and going to all the speeches. And so this whole sub-tier, you know, these nonprofits develop mm-hmm. and all these people, because of social media, could put MAGA in their name, could do anything for Trump. And it was seen as like counterculture and cool. And because of algorithms, you could get this following. And so you could be anything with MAGA and you could be cool and so the problem with that is is that it became about celebrity and so our side became very much that you actually could be cool and could make money and could get ahead without having any bright ideas or, or being, any ability uh, to yeah. make an but argument. everybody hates you hmm. right yeah, and I mean not- everybody I just mean like you're, you 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 put yourself in a position where a lot of people will despise you. Not in the algorithm though, because the algorithm's used no, to work. Absolutely. That you would think that everyone liked you because you're like, oh, yeah, you're. you're I'm getting, what I'm, that's why I'm traded. saying it's stupid. You know, for the people who didn't see what was happening, that's why you have some. You have so many of these YouTubers who are like on the right, and all of a sudden they're like, actually, I'm on the left, and now they're just mm-hmm. like saying stupid establishment talking points that don't make mm-hmm. sense to try and pretend to not be conservative because they realize like, hey, wait a minute, all of the big money, big tech, big Hollywood. Yeah, they're banning people who have these opinions, and they're funding people who have the other opinions, and all of a sudden they found themselves on the other side of those opinions. Because, look, you want to be famous on the internet, and you're willing to put the work in? I don't know, play Fortnite or Minecraft or whatever the kids are playing these Make days. Make more money, too. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's absurd. I, 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 you, you go to Twitch, and you look at, like, the, the 100,000 concurrent viewers viewers that someone's getting from, you know, playing some, some video game and talking about drama stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and sure, you still get haters. You will. But you can see uh, there's a lot of celebrities. There's a lot of actors and actresses and musicians who make all the money in the world if you're willing to put the work in. And everybody just is like, oh, they're pretty cool people. Like Keanu Reeves. Who hates Keanu Reeves? Mm. Like, nobody hates I want to know the names because I'm coming yeah. for yeah. you. Yeah. Give me the names. Right, everybody loves the guy. <laughs> It's it's like he's a he's a cool dude and he minds his own business and he doesn't he even get, hover hands yeah, he and he, does. yeah he yeah, doesn't he, want to offend anybody yeah he hover hands women he knows so the, he knows the game so much but he knows what he's in but like you were, <laughs> but but what you were saying though is a lot of people do want to do this and that's the problem but they have they no don't substance because it, it's not their passion so they're not bringing anything new to the table that's why they fizz out because but eventually also, people get tired of you I think people look at it objectively and they go that looks easy I can do that not realizing how much time effort energy goes into it not just even on like just for example I said to my mom recently because she's just dying of just sadness in Melbourne at the moment just under lockdown and everything and she's having my whole family is having a hard time especially especially my mom mm-hmm. and so I said to her because I wanted to give her something to do I was like hey I could make videos a lot quicker if I had someone helping me do all the research because I'm a one man band I do everything myself and so I said would you mind helping me my mom is a very very intelligent woman I thought that might be something that would occupy her brain while she's you know dying in bloody lockdown so she says yes of course and so she starts helping me a little bit with, with, with researching and then she says Sydney I actually didn't realize how 
difficult this is, you know, how you have to find qualitative sources, how you have to read just so much information, even just to get to the, the kernel of what you needed to go into this part of the video and this, that, and the other. And I said, yeah, it's not like you just wake up and go, I'm in a video, and then just jot something down and jump in front of the, and hang out, oh, I'm Sydney. No, it's like, it's this whole in-depth thing. So what you find is that, and I'm sure that you guys have seen this too, and I'm sure you can use think guys. of- Use guys. Use guys. <laughs> I can't speak English. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have seen this too, and you can probably think of people off the top of your head as well who've done this, but they come onto the scene, they go, this is easy. I can do it too, which is again, fine. Take a running red hot crack at it. The more people who can support right wing ideology or, you know, moderate ideology, whatever, fine. I'm happy with that. And then they fizzle out because I find it's not easy. It's not easy. And that's why TikTokers make me so cross. You know, I I've turn the sound off and they're just doing this. I've also like, seen people <laughs> say like, that's, e I can do that. And then they do it and they win. And that was Phil DeFranco. He, in the very beginning, I was making YouTube videos and he started and he was like, didn't know what he was doing, but he watched me and was like, this guy's not good at what he's doing. I can do that better. And then he did. did he and then he did the antithesis. He, he of said that. that he saw people doing it poorly and he knew he could do it better. I Dude. think he was talking about me and maybe other it. people too. That, that, that is the move too. Is that, is that it's like, well, if this, most of the stuff is bad. Oh, I could at least do bad. I was trash. No research. I was getting yeah. stoned. I would make videos at all, whenever I felt like did it. You it have wasn't. Pants on and how many sometimes cows were around no you? shirts. <laughs> yeah, no cows. It was terrifying. You know what the secret, secret That's is though? The best YouTube, it was though. raw. You know, there's, yeah, there's, exactly. there's one big secret to success outside of everything we've ever talked about. They say perseverance, right? But there's actually one big secret and it's a good memory. So, you know, I, I, I suggest people do memory games, memory workouts, because if you have quick recall, that's how you become witty. Mm -hmm. That's how you're able to connect the dots and, and, and find points that other people haven't considered. So if you see a news story where they're like, you know, the cow jumps over the fence and you're like, hey, wait, three weeks ago, they built that fence to stop cows from jumping over the fence and the cow was able to just jump over it anyway. Yo, that was a waste of money. Then you have, hey, guys, they wasted, you know, a hundred bucks on building this fence because remember last week? If you can't, if you have a terrible memory and a lot of people don't have, you know, good recall, then. And you've got to have a bunch of memories at once so you can remember a bunch of things at the same time. The and then they all form like a giant over memory that you can pick different. You can see like contingencies and, you know, angles. At, at, it makes and you've got to be able to recall context. quickly. A lot of you know, a lot of videos are, are are people will just edit them. You know, they'll 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 be talking and they'll stop and then they'll look at their notes and they'll start talking again. And that's I think what most people do. Some people can't even do that because I've I've tried you know giving people advice and they're like, man, I don't know how to do this. And I I just I just talk. I don't know. I don't have any notes. Like I have like the news stories and I'll read them. That's and then but that's I'll pull again it. because you're like <laughs> I feel bad for saying it, but it's your your swamp your your swamp swampy creature with all your little articles around you. Yeah, I've got all the. I, <laughs> I, I take like I take I take physical you. newspapers and I, yeah. and I rub I, them all over. No, 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 no. I, I crump, crumple <laughs> them up into all. a nest mm -hmm. and yeah. then I roll on the ground on my side and I scrape the dirt over my body like a chicken. Like a chicken. Yeah, I tested that. I you know you know that before people wonder if this is like a cult or whatever. And I'll tell you the first time the first time that I came in here. They literally did take make, make me pick my favorite news article. They printed I it out. That they they made ground. They ground. No, they grounded it down literally into like a pookie pi uh -huh. uh, pipe, and yeah. they made me smoke oh, okay, it. Like okay, okay. <laughs> this is this is it's absurd. <laughs> the, only, the only thing that actually happened when Elijah first showed up is that we sat at the table and we chanted "Gobble gobble" yeah. Yeah. over and over again. We said Trump jumped up on the table time in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. No. But, and they branded you, and that was that. You were part yeah, of the club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now when they all stand in a line, you can actually the, the branding spells something. That's, yeah. that's yeah. very good. It's clever. Yeah, I like yeah it. nobody actually lives in There's like three people who actually live in this house. Yeah, you drive up. You know, it's funny when, when uh, people ask, they're like, oh, what's Tim's like? I'm like, mm, a compound? Mm. Is, yeah. is a, a, but would you call a, it a compound if it was the exact same thing, but like in the middle of Chicago? I would not. I would, I would call that, that um, that would, that's abject sadness. 
object sadness. If you were in there's Chicago. A, there's a yeah, cow outside. True. I don't know what that's. There's no that, cow. That's okay. Oh, I would get a cow, though. That'd be cool. <laughs> there's chickens multiple. outside. Yeah, exactly. We have so you guys have, you guys have got cats, too, don't you? Cat. One cat. cat. Yeah. Maybe cat. maybe Many some goats. Is, I heard goats being tossed around. Not <gasps> no, literally goats tossed are around. So <laughs> yeah, little goats. goats the pygmy goats. Yeah. They, they so jump cute. on the backs of things. So and cute. Yeah, yeah, I want to get a Taliban. Maybe they eat a bunch. Oh my goodness. I was walking. Total. This is so not politically orientated, but I was on a walk with my new puppy. I just got a puppy. He's oh, yeah. the cutest yes. thing in the world. And I'm like waddling along on this like walking track. And I look up to the side and there's a bloody pig. Someone has a bloody pig in their backyard. Just hanging out. Why was it bloody? What did they do to it? Just you know, you don't know. <laughs> a bloody pig. Was it like a pot-bellied pig? It was just this like cute little little piggy. I don't know. It was it was just pink. Pets. Was it doing pig stuff? <laughs> yeah, it's doing pig oh, stuff. Right. Okay, on, a, on a side note with what you were saying, though, bringing it back. I don't know what we're talking yeah. about. Is that, is that, I don't know why anyone what, let no, me in the room. Honestly, but what's interesting though about that with with the culture and society is that I've also seen that there's not this huge desire to change or to, to have progress like the progressive movement happens in the United States which is why the, the politics is also not that interesting in, in Australia people are not as tuned in and the people that are follow American politics this is the weirdest thing to me is is I've watched I mean there's a significant about 5% but considering there are less people in all of the nation of Australia than there are just in the state of California mm. um, to find that 5% of, of an audience of a sizable audience is from Australia from what I watch. I'm sure you guys have a decent amount of Australian audience as well. And the time zones and everything, it's crazy. Mm. But it's because they're interested because there's something different about our nation where things can change. People really do have the power to change their country. Yeah. We really do have the ability to take control of ourselves. And a lot of people in Australia realize that they don't really have the power to change things. They don't feel that innate also a dedication to their country like a lot of people don't. We're, we're starting to see this here, but before – it even happened here. Like it was seen as a little bit bogan to maybe fly an Australian flag unless it was a government building or something. Like people are not for, just, for just Americans. Bogan is um, like a like Darrow? a red, redneck. No, you're using more Australian words uh, to describe an Australian Elijah. word. Yeah, so Darrow <laughs> is derelict, but you would say like, oh, you Darrow for someone that's like. White like trash, yeah, yeah, white trash, yeah. kind of Bogan, thing. Yeah. Bogan is like those people that wear flip flops with um, sweatpants and, Ugh. or as we call them, tracky decks. And what's, what's that? What's that British word that they they've been calling? That's uh, so specific. The him. c word? Yeah, no, no, no. They call <laughs> white old middle aged men. It's a re- chav. No, 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 no. It's a reference to meat. Word. It's a reference to meat. Gammon. Gammon. Yeah, that means yeah, that's ham. Like a, yeah, mm-hmm. ham. There you like go. Red face. Australia has some, honestly, like, Australia and England have some really, really fun slang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Teach us. I think you're just making it up at this point. No, you're going to say something bad, aren't you? No. <laughs> Never. You trust me. You should trust me, Timothy. <laughs> you're already swearing. <laughs> yeah, come She's on, blushing. Man. What's She's the most blushing. topically sensitive slang? Topically I'll going for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. TV friendly. <laughs> um, uh, well, you gotta, you got to give me some, like, more context. We, like, like what, angry. Mm. Like a bad word for politicians. Uh, well, in, well, see, I don't know if many Aussies who are watching this would agree, but I like the word flog. Like when you call someone like a dead set flog. I think that's very Melbourne though. But insults are are definitely like uh, dependent upon which area you're in. So flog is a good one. You can call someone a darrow. That's also a good one. You can also just say the C word. That's also quite fun. Common, I hear. Very common, oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Not in very, America. Very common. Oh, I was in, uh, I was getting um, food the other day. Well, actually liquor the other day. And <laughs> when I was in the shop and I started speaking and the gentleman who was who was helping me basically said, oh, where are you from? And I said, oh, I'm from Australia. And he goes, oh, you guys use the C word. But he actually said it. He didn't say the C word. He physically said the actual word. And he goes, you say this all the time. And I said, yeah, well, I suppose we do. And he goes, oh, yeah. And so he's back and forth. And as I'm leaving, he goes, all right, See ya. Oh, wow. And all these people in the store go, 
And I'm like, yeah, catch you, mate. Have a good one. But I'm that like, isn't a bad thing to say. But he called me. He, so he called me, you know, you a know, current. Oh, you're so I, happy about it, too. No, no, like this, they, they curse so much. I'll tell you this. When I, when, I, when I first met my wife in Australia, like I, I, I probably hadn't cursed regularly in my language for, for years since I was a, a young, uh, a very young adult or like teenager. It had completely left my language to the point where my wife would say things and I'd be like, baby, you, you can't say that. That's just that's, – that's a horrifying thing to say. And now – I swear, like, I've never been in the military, but you would think I had, like, seven years on the high seas and or whatever. And then you around me all the time, yeah. and I swear, like, a trooper. And it, it comes up, people are like, oh, Elijah curses, and, like, why do you curse? And I'm like, I just hang around Australians, <laughs> and nobody think no one uses that phrase, oh, you curse. That's such an American thing, like, oh, you curse. It's just, that's called Australian English. Can you set our viewers straight mm-hmm. on this one? You guys love Fosters. Uh, it's, uh, I never, d- Brandon, my new, I legend, my new producer is going like this in the background. You know what? No, Timothy, no. Incorrect. Incorrect. I was, I was going to back you up Fact for a check, second. lie. Fact check, incorrect. <laughs> so, no, the first time I ever had Fosters, I was in London, and it's because someone said to me, you guys drink, you drink Fosters, and I was like, no, we don't, and then, you know, I've never, it's not, we don't make it in Australia, we drink VB. Well, I don't, but Aussies drink VB. Why, why, why are you lying to everybody? I, I, Isn't Foster's made in the UK? I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Tim, have you I'm, ever had a Foster's? I'm, I'm pretty sure Foster's is Australian for beer. Isn't Dos Equis also American? <laughs> Probably. Dos White Plains, New York. Yeah. Dos Equis. But I'm saying, like, I think it's I think it's mis misinterpreted uh, that it's actually from Australia. And doesn't that mean two the commercials? Doesn't that mean two X's? Yeah. Like everybody knows Dos three X's. three X's is better. I make one as edgy joke. Everyone gets turned no, off, and like here that. we are. I got, I got. <laughs> here we go, Swamp Man. I got, a, I got a question. This is a, this is a off topic, but I'm taking us back off. Everything's topic. off topic. Yeah. Hey, on, are we like we were talking earlier about? Ever since foreign, Ian said putting his finger in the in the which, cow's by mouth. the way, I think you could put two <laughs> fingers. So I pictured it. That's <laughs> why I feel dirty. You said triple X, and we got the finger, and I just it's like there's so many pictures with their nipple that they um so a baby with the with the nipple thing. They okay, suck on. Okay. Um, do you guys think that we're entering a period where, you know, you say a foreign nation needs to aid a country's revolution, and that's been basically historically what's happened, that Canada and Australia are going to require some sort of revolution and that they're going to need American support? Mm. You, um, are you saying, do you think the United States will invade Canada? No, not an invasion at all. But, like, the French supported arms and money to the Americans for the first before the revolution for two years. Well, let's be real. Fine. I mean, Canada's got a lot of oil. I don't know and if Aussies would ever. No, they got a lot of oil. You know, America loves that oil. Mm-hmm. There's such. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna say? See, Australia's far away. Right Canada's like the same country, pretty much. Canada it's terrifying. Canada needs to be liberated at this point. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for the Canadians. Seriously. I wonder. I, I wonder what a, what a poll would say if you ask Canadians if they'd be willing to join the United States. I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying it to imply Canadians would. I'm like. I'd, I'd be interested, interested to see. Yeah. Like what? I, I imagine there would be a small percentage, particularly among. Uh, uh, um, a lot of the more like border cities, mm. they'd probably be like, yeah, sure, why not? But I'd imagine most people would be like, no. And most people probably like what's happening in their country. No joke. Like, I, I, I know a lot of Canadians. Like, the, the reason these things happen in these countries is because the people either tolerate it or, or enjoy it. In the United States, we're going through conflict because the red states and the blue states are so dramatically different from each other that Texas is like, we're not locking down no no mask mandates and people are suing in the courts and Florida's like we're open and New York is like full on fascist lockdown no no medical exemptions. Canada's just like straight lockdown. Australia's just like lock them up. So the people there tolerate or like it. In the United States, you have a mixed bag of conflict. Well, it's because when they try to do something about it, 
they're arrested in droves. And when they do, and, and like, this is the thing, right? And Aussies get so cranky when you bring this up. And I dare say the Canadians do too. But this is what you have with a disarmed population. And I'm not even going down the gun road. I'm just simply saying that when you have a population that is unable to defend itself in any capacity, which you are in Australia, for people who don't know, uh, the list of prohibited weapons, even where I'm from, is so bloody long. And there's so many things you can't have. You can't even have a handcuffs. You can't have body armor. There's, mace. there's, yeah, mace. Mace is banned. You can't have basically a gas non, mask. You can't have non-lethal weapons in any capacity. And the thing is, uh, um, well, I mean, the thing is that a lot of people don't realize that Aussies, when they go into these situations, for example, if you look up the footage of, of people in Melbourne, just for example, um, protesting the, these anti-lockdown protests, and these police are shooting at them these rubber bullets, and they're and they're um, uh, capsicum spraying them, and they're chucking um, tear gas into the crowds and what have you. These are people who don't have anything. They they can't defend themselves. It's not a, it's not an issue of a disarmed population. I think you have to go to the root of that because even in the United States, for the most part, we Antifa's not showing up to to protests with you know AR-15s and firing them at cops or anything. Yeah. Though we have seen an escalation in this. We've seen Antifa pointing guns at pedestrians and, and cars and stuff. The people of Australia and Canada are disarmed, but mentally, not physically. So yes, a, a right that is not exercised is a right that is eventually lost. Mm-hmm. What allowed the people of Australia and Canada to enter a position where they have no way to defend themselves? It was not about, it, it is not about the fact that the government came and took all their guns. It's about the people letting them do it in the first place, showing, I'll, we'll put it this way. Imagine the will of the people as a giant, you know, 30 foot concrete wall from sea to shining sea built by Donald Trump. And over the years, as more and more damage is done to it, eventually it's eroding and it's crumpled and then it just collapses. And they say, if only we had a wall, you know, we, we used to have one. If only we had one now, that would stop everything. It's like, no, 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 there's no will. There was a will to repair that wall. The people who are standing up and saying, I, I, you know, I resist this. That's the, the level of willpower. And over time in Australia and Canada, the willpower decreased and decreased and decreased. And people became comfortable and they became fat and lazy. And now there's no willpower at all to resist. The, the reason why the Second Amendment is so important in this country is not because armed Americans are going to go march through the streets and, 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 and seize City Hall or anything like that. That's I don't see happening, especially in this day and age. It's that the police can't serve warrants unless they do it properly. Well, the yeah. police can't just kick your door in unless yeah. they get the proper warrant. Because you look at I, – I, I, this is a very important one. Brianna Taylor in the Brianna Taylor case. Brianna Taylor's boyfriend fired at the cops who busted the door down, and that dude was cleared of any wrongdoing. And so the cops in the U.S. know we got to be real careful in Australia and Canada. You see these videos out of Canada where they kick the door in and they're like, there's six people in here. Mm-hmm. And the old guy's screaming and they're dragging him out. They wouldn't do that here. Yeah, but that's the thing. This New is, York, they would. I suppose this is what I'm getting at, though. And, and just to qualify my position, I, I agree with you. Like, I think a lot of Aussies, Canadians, too, are definitely beaten down mentally. And they definitely have completely and utterly, they've they've resigned themselves mentally, for sure. I totally agree with that sentiment something I really dislike about my homeland is that sentiment precisely. However, police would bloody think twice before ripping you down onto the ground and trying to handcuff you or shove things into your face or whatever the, whatever they're doing in these videos that are coming out of Australia. They would think twice if they thought that there was a potential that you were armed in any capacity and that you might actually fight back. Because yes. you can't have... You can't have a system where the the population is basically subservient to the police force. You can't have that. It shouldn't be that way. That's that's not how this works. And Australia doesn't have the same the the same issues with crime, say, that the United States has, because obviously your demographics are very different. The way that your your country is um, 
I guess made up is very different. But Australia, so Australia doesn't have any of these issues. And the mentality of Aussies is very different. There's things about Australia that's wonderful mentality-wise. There's things that definitely suck. Um, but one of the biggest things is that Aussies do believe that the police force is basically there to protect them. They don't in any capacity, I would say, see them as an enemy. Whereas here, people are very skeptical of the police. So when they do pull them down onto the ground, they're not actually expecting that to happen in the first place. So the, the, the mentality towards having a gun actually isn't even there. So yeah, what you're, what you're saying is totally correct, Tim. But, Man, I, imagine but that's part these, of the problem. <laughs> so, so, you know, hearing this, I wonder, can like Australians actually survive in their own countries outside of cities? Yes. Because, it, it, because people outside of the cities aren't, there's, you know how there's a mm-hmm. big difference between city people and country people the Same world over? Mm-hmm. Yes. So my dad, for example, from the country, he's this like bumpkin human who's the best person mm-hmm. in the world, but definitely like, oh, she'll be right. You know, I've, I've grown up with my guns. I'm, let's go kill some foxes. Let's go kill some rabbits type. He's one of those kind of people. Um, and he, he is just, nah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, nah, I'm not gonna, not gonna put the mask on. Nah, I'm good. Thanks. Leave me alone. And that's how people outside of the cities are. It's people in Melbourne City. It's people in Sydney. It's people in Brisbane and blah, 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 blah that are like, Oh, yes, daddy government. Get, yeah, get me harder, in. daddy. Is, but is, is it, is it, is it only <laughs> yeah. this bad in like these key areas or yes. is it widespread? Cause like all of it's, it's New South Wales is like in total lockdown, isn't it? Yes. But yes. I mean, of course. Yes. So <laughs> I had a map and it showed like the outline of the, the their states, yes. are they called? Yeah. and it was all red. Well, and like you could highlight each and every jurisdiction that was like, can't leave your house, can't leave your house. But yeah, this, they're they're all subjected to the same yeah, but stuff. This is this is where they're different there and the why they're getting away with different. it, though. This is why they're getting away with it. This is the key thing. So in the United States, you're going to find a big difference between police forces in the inner city versus in the country. Mm-hmm. A huge difference. We already even have sheriff versus police, etc. So. There's something very important that, that, that police have in general, even in Australia, which is this this uh, rule of necessary discretion. They can call it different things around the countries, but this is the same rule where you don't necessarily have to prosecute or charge everybody uh, or write the same ticket for everybody that commits the same crime. A good example is speeding. If you have a good explanation, just like here in Australia, they could not give you a ticket because it's necessary discretion. You might have been going to your wife's. Mm, no, 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 it gets no. recorded and sent back to a major yes, database. But, so in Australia, they're probably going to. But give if your you a wife, ticket. yes, you probably will. But I'm saying still, you could have been like, oh shoot, yeah, like there was an emergency. Their leg was bleeding. We're not going to give you a ticket. We're going to go. We're going to bit my you. finger off. Yeah, well, well yeah, exactly. So no, but I'm saying, but, Ian? but meaning you, you no. can say, okay, a law was broken, <laughs> but. I, uh, this makes sense, so we're gonna overlook this. What's interesting is, is that here, if you go out, you know, outside of the cities, you're also gonna find a lot more, I mean, traditional, where like people might even know the, sh- the, the town sheriff, or, you know, they might even understand this is just the town drunk, and this is that, or whatever it is. This has changed as we've advanced. The problem in Australia is that they still keep necessary discretion with every type of law, but they've removed that from all COVID restrictions across all jurisdictions, even in the boonies and in the main city. So what's that's created as a unilateral enforcement where you do not and cannot uh, use your own discretion when enforcing things. This is important because I, I know plenty of good people that that uh, and that serve in the police force out there. There's lots. I, I, there are. Before you start saying that all Australian police are horrible, Michael Mal says there's no good police, but whatever. Well, he's right about uh, the Australian cops. That's for sure. Well, well, but not all of them are enforcing this. The problem the is mentality's though, different. The, pro- the problem is is that because of this necessary discretion, what they've done to the police is that if you do not, let's say, give someone a ticket for a mask for not wearing a mask, you then could get in trouble yourself. So they've created this totalitarian Gestapo in there. No, 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 they haven't. Well, they have, meaning they've changed what policing means in the country. No, 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 no they were no, always no, that no, way, no. to be fair. They were it, always going to give you a t- like they Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, come on. Like, the responsibility 
is always with the individual. Like, I, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not a fan of this argument where it's like, oh, those poor cops who are enforcing the Gestapo's laws. Like, I'm not, dude, de- I'm not defending them. I'm saying that people who may have been a cop before who were thinking I could be a good guy have been pushed into a corner to where when it comes to COVID stuff, the police, the policing, what it means. You could have been in the service for 20 years. Yes, they're complete dicks. They, they, they have speed traps that are horrible. They, they go into residential neighbors, try to get you going one mile over the speed limit in unmarked cars that don't look they like cop cars. They randomly breathalyze yes, you. They're horrifying. Yeah. But, I, but I'm saying that as you went out into, as you go out, sometimes the people were a little more chill, a little more relaxed. They're a lot nicer they, in the country. They found yes. a way to get a hold of the nicer police, the more relaxed police, to creating a more nationalized police enforcement. No, it's, so it's, that's it, where it, we're I, at. I don't care what any politician says. It's the cop, the individual who is the bad guy, so they who is quit. the villain. They should absolutely quit, resign, immediately slam their badge on the table. Imagine uh, like to, to what degree, and when we keep saying it's just, it's just, it's just this, it's just that, it's just, it's just 15 days, it's just a month, it's just a mask, it's just two masks, it's just one shot, it's just two, it's just three, it's just f- every five months. How, 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 how you, you keep doing that, and these cops are just like, sure, 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 because they have no principles and they're bad people. They were never good people, because a good person and the good cops, they email me, they're like, I quit as soon as they did this. I said, I can't, I can't do that. That's a violation of the Constitution. And they said, you do it or it's your badge. And I said, here's my badge. Yeah, but but those the people, people have... who remain, like in Australia, who are like, I was once a good cop, but then the government told me to do it. So I said, okay. But a lot of them aren't doing it because they're finding ways out of doing COVID that's, enforcement. That's, then, then good for them. They're yeah. doing, they're good cops. Or at least to a certain degree, they're better. I'll tell you where I disagree with Michael Malice. He says there's no good cop. Michael says that there is no, I, I, I want to, I'll paraphrase. This I can't quote him. All, all cops are bad people. He, told he me. said there is no, you know, action so depraved that a police officer would not do it if ordered up into uh, up and in uh, to executing children. So, something to that effect. Whoa. I do not agree with Michael Malice. <laughs> and, and, and again, pretty intense. That's intense. I like him. And, and and I may be getting the quote wrong. So, but he he has said like every cop is a criminal. No, I think <gasps> there are a lot of cops that I've actually talked to and interacted with who are like. I resigned last week because of they, they wanted to do this thing. They wanted me to do this. I said, I will not do it. The Seattle police chief, right? Isn't that the yeah. same thing where she was just like, I'm not, this is ridiculous. This, I can't do my job. So right. I'm resigning. But I wouldn't say that the Seattle police chief is a good person, in my opinion, based on a lot of what happened. <laughs> Carmen Best. But, yeah. right. But, but, but I do believe that if you ordered a cop to do something in the United States, a lot of cops would be like, yo, I can't do that. And they'd freak out. A lot of cops would probably do it. In Australia, I am more inclined to agree with the general premise of Michael Malice's quote because they're 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 locking down literally everything and and, and only based on the way you're describing it. They're willing to just enforce they whatever. Are. Incitement. Like these weird these weird Watching them beat that, that woman because she was wearing a mask and she's like, I have a mask exemption. He's like, I don't care. Timothy, they pepper sprayed a child in the face the other day. Yeah, yeah it's it's it, welcome to your Gestapo. I mean I feel bad, right? Because truthfully, I do feel bad because I know a handful of cops back home that are good people that are friends of mine that are hating all of this and are trying not to participate as much as they can. And it makes me sad because um, I never was one of those people that hated the cops. I was always one of those people that would defend them because I think there is a, a mild, um, I guess people in Australia do somewhat. I obviously don't want to generalize here, but, you know, from what friends and things have said. They haven't liked the police historically, and now their hatred for the police is bubbling over because of what they've been doing to people. You know what Australia needs? What? Some kind of, like, organized An group. Exorcism? Of, of yeah. activists who <laughs> oppose the, the, like, overt 
fascistic tendencies, maybe like a group that opposes fascism, like an anti-fascist group, like we'll call it Antifa. Yeah, does Australia have any kind of like Antifa that could oppose the authoritarian lockdowns? I'm just, I'm thinking that maybe if they got together and congregated, maybe we need a Donald Trump in Australia to like kick that off, you know? Maybe, just to, maybe just to trigger some, yeah, you just need, to trigger some people in black outfits running around smashing. They have Antifa. Well, I didn't say that. They have Antifa, for sure in Australia. I've seen did them. Did you Did you see the uh, the Antifa people? Oh, there's Antifa there. I know they've come. They've come to events of mine and like Extinction Rebellion has been there too. Have, have you guys seen the video of the Antifa people attacking the group that opposed uh, state mandates? Mass mandates? Yes. Antifa shows up and, and they <laughs> yeah. start, they're, they're, they're anti-fascist, <laughs> but they're pro-state. They're statists. Huh. And that's why I keep telling people, like, do not call Antifa anarchists. They are not anarchists. They're communists. They're, they're, absolutely. They're yeah. communists, they're authoritarians, and they're actual fascists, some of them. Yeah. David Graeber, the late David Graeber said that there's an element of the left that has adopted the fascistic ethos of, uh, uh, well, the fascistic tendencies. Not that to say that they are fascists in the academic sense or they are Nazis, mm-hmm. but they certainly believe a lot of the exact same things around uh, – and, and that was the extent to, of his Twitter thread. But they do believe these things to the extent of identitarianism, mm-hmm. government power and control to the point where they'll be like, we oppose fascism and we'll beat back regular Americans who are upset with government and corporate power. Mm-hmm. Like in D.C., when a bunch of conservatives got together and said, we oppose corporate power and centralization. So Antifa showed up and started beating people. It's like, dude – if you're if you're beating people in defense of corporations and the state, you're a fascist. Yeah. But hey, you're also probably ugly. A lot. Physiognomy check. Definitely. Have you seen a lot of them? They're deformed looking, and it's so it's sad strange. because it, it really is true. They're this is who the Joker targets. Haven't you ever seen Dark Knight? Yeah. That they, they, they go. They, they, this ideology targets people who are desperate and unwell. And so, yes, you, well. you look at a lot of these anti not every single one of them, but a lot of them, and they're, they're dejected, antisocial, and, and unwell in a lot of ways. And so they're attracted mm-hmm. to a violent, dogmatic mob. They're not fighting for anything other than they feel pain mm-hmm. and they want to cause mm-hmm. pain. Yeah. They look sick. You know yeah. who Jason Charter is? Mm-mm. Jason Charter is the, the Antifa organizer in D.C. that... Didn't he get uh, was, arrested? Yeah, he yeah, was getting charged yeah. for 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 two a decades worth of of of, uh, of jail time simply because <clears throat> he tried to pull down the Andrew Jackson Jackson statue and organize the siege on the White House. But that's what they're alleging: the insurrection. Um, yeah, the well, exactly the, the that forced that, the president into the bunker. Yeah, the insurrection on the it. actual White House. Um, I I've spoken to him. I've had him on my show before too, and it's interesting because when you speak to him, you know he's disabled. He, I'm not, I'm not being rude. He's just got a gaunt looking. He, people thought, think he looks a little bit like maybe he's on chemo or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's pansexual. He said this on my show. And it's really, I kind of actually felt bad for a second because what I realized is that at a certain era or time in a different world, this guy probably could have just been like this guy that would have been rejected from society. But now someone gave him the chance to fight back and tear down the regime, to tear down the statue, no, 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 and to, no. to be known for something. And he fell into this trap. I, I believe he fell into this trap. I don't believe he's strong-willed or strong-minded. He fell into this trap, and now he believes he's like a martyr, when really he's just like a terrorist. And that's that's <laughs> kind of the funny thing. He's actually just a terrorist. In the past, someone but, would have helped him. Well, that's what Instead, I'm saying. Instead, like, they enable but I'm saying like they could have like helped him with some programs and get and get find meaning in life and some counseling mm. and get his brain on, in, in, intact. But there's this instead of helping the weak, like you're saying, it's a society that preys on the weak. And what used to either help or destroy is now about taking advantage of weak people to carry out their and their deeds. Them, yeah. yeah, and that's what we're seeing now too. Even with the COVID stuff, is it's all about preying on the minds of the weak. And I want to say this, this is so important. But Kez brought this up about Australia. 
because of, of the rhetoric coming out of Dan Andrews and, and of uh, Berjiklian. I don't know how you say Berjiklian. Berjiklian, the, the premier of, of New South Wales. Gladys. Is we see this here in a, in a lesser extent. But what the, the premiers are saying is they, they make you be obedient and then they change the goalposts and reimpose the restrictions. And then tell you, you have to do a little bit more obedience to get the restrictions removed. And then they remove the restrictions and then they add them again. And then at a certain point, they started saying, this is the, how the rhetoric went. The you who are obedient. This sounds like a regime. You who are obedient. The reason why you are unable to finally break out of this constant cycle of lockdown and totalitarianism is because the unvaccinated, the disobedient are keeping you locked down. And you capitulated. You gave in. Many of you compromised. You got the vaccine when you didn't want to get it. You you put on a mask when you didn't want to put it on. You agreed with lockdowns when you didn't think they were right. You held your kids from school. And you know what's you know what's happening? Because of this small group of people who are still resistant, you have to be punished again. Mm-hmm. And their resistance isn't just affecting them, it's affecting you. And it's splitting the population against the subservient and those who are independent. And they're creating this weak group of people who are more and more capitulating and more and more are giving in to hate the people, thinking that it's the unvaccinated that are causing the problems, but it's the government who are causing them. So it's it's getting that it's deflecting off the government. It's like, no, the government is causing the issues. They're the ones locking you down. Mm-hmm. They're the ones ruining your life. They're the ones instating the, the, the restrictions. It's not the unvaccinated people that are ruining your life. It's kind of weird because, like, I agree with you to an extent, but just looking at the things that, again, I have, like, all my friends and family, you know, a ton of them are in Australia, and the things that they say is stuff like, it's not that hard to wear a mask, just wear a mask. And it's like, these are people who are conservative, or at least like who, you know, lean to the right or who, you know, are libertarian somewhere on the right wing somewhere. And these are people who are like, well, just wear the mask. Like, it's not, it's not that big of a deal because I, I think the problem is that, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to say mean things about Aussies, but I think that to some extent, people have a hard time connecting the dots between government overreach and how that could inevitably lead to very, very unpleasant things further down the line, which like I the think. concentration camps. Precisely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and no, it's, it's, it's like, it's this, it's, it's not even an ironic thing anymore. It's it's like the worst thing in the world that they're building these quarantine facilities that people somehow think are normal. And again, they're they're literally building one of them up the road or very, very close to where my family lives in Victoria. And it's disturbing in a lot of ways to think about, again, how... And I was trying to find this tweet for Lydia just in case she wanted to, you know, pop it up on screen or something, where someone had basically taken these photos of one of these quarantine facilities and said, well, look how nice it is. Look, there's a pool in there that people are drinking the coffee. And, oh, this person's sitting on a deck. Oh, that's freaking great. I, you can't leave, though. That's oh, it's, it's a nice bloody cage. I'll give you that. But it's still a cage. And you're not there because you want to be. You're not there because you're in free will. You're not there because it, this of your own volition. You're there because the government put you there and you're defending this. And this is the problem with Australians. Again, Aussies We're, are great people, nicest people, wonderful people, kind people. But they are buttheads sometimes when it comes wh- to this stuff. And wh- this is why I wanted to get out of the country. Where's Where's Antifa? They're, I don't know, sitting in their home, in their, you know, home screen. Has there, has there been a prominent Antifa presence in Australia before? Not really. They tried. But again, Aussies are very politically ambivalent. So to actually get a group of people together who are willing to go and smash things up is actually quite, quite challenging. Where's, where's New York City Antifa? I, we could fly them over, maybe. Maybe they could, um. No, I mean, like, in New York, where they've basically said all disabled people ineligible for the vaccine will be terminated from their jobs on the 13th of September. I, I don't know why you're asking me. Ask Elijah. He's yeah, the, yeah, Elijah. He's, he's the, the one who plays all, all the Antifa. Unfortunately, they're the ones thinking that and siding with the state. They're basically some of the most easily manipulated piece of 
crap people that uh, unfortunately Bull for dust. us. I want to get this. Uh, yes. Unfortunately for us, dust. what they are doing <laughs> is they are pushing the authoritarian mandates. They are an extension of far left political ideology. And whatever the far left is pushing in this country, they just side with. They don't have any original thought. They are well organized. But as of right now, they are being used to bully people, and especially what they are most being known for right now, especially, is attacking anti-lockdown protests, even church groups. I'm sure you guys covered that in uh, Portland. They're attacking prayer meetings. Break. Uh, they destroyed an entire ministry's office. They're attacking Christians now because Christians are being seen as some of the few purveyors who are against this tyranny. Who would it be said that people who believe in individual liberty and liberty to Christ would not want the government, you know, coming down on you? The same government that also like burned and hung a lot of them upside down, and you know, also like killed Jesus. But anyway, we we, we 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 actually need right now, based on <laughs> based on what we're seeing in New York, we need yeah. actual people who oppose fascism to stand up, reject this, to protest, and say no. But I'm NY, I'm, I'm I'm looking at. Uh, NYC Antifa and they just they don't care at all they're cheering for the government on yeah. January 6th all that they stuff they love all this sort of stuff they're like get them boys Something because they're not they're not anti-fascist they just use that as a way to recruit stupid college students who don't know better well angry people too <laughs> something that I wanted to say actually at the beginning of this show um, and we sort of got very off topic talking about cows and things was when you were talking about this this legislation where you know the government comes in and can put things on your phone and all of that I think people need to realize that in Australia especially, and I know this is the same thing here in the United States, and I dare say in most Western countries around the world, but Australia has some of the most psychotic legislation pertaining to what the government can do to you, obviously, um, but especially towards like terrorism legislation. So when they pass these extreme things, these extreme measures that are, you know, in response to a, a terror attack or, you know, COVID or whatever the mm-hmm. case is. Obviously, we all know that they never appeal them, but I think people need to look into some some of the terrorist legislation that exists in Australia, the anti-terror legislation, where like, for example, when I was doing my master degree, <clears throat> I did this ethics course and basically we had to learn it because it was my master's in journalism. We had to learn about like ethics and, you know, where the social contract and all this fun stuff. And they were talking to us about how if you accidentally stumble upon information relating to some of this anti-terrorism legislation where you start covering a story that that relates to somebody who's been detained under this specific legislation, you yourself can basically be arrested for uncovering it and speaking about it. So there's all this psycho legislation in Australia that's actually a lot worse than what you're even talking about. And it set the precedent for worse and worse and worse legislation that continues to infringe the rights of Aussies. And Aussies don't know and don't care because they're politically ambivalent. So once again, we roll back around to the fact that am I surprised that Australians are sitting in their homes and have been sitting in their homes for 200 days plus? No, I'm not, because this is this is what you get with an ambivalent population. If they want it, they get what they want, I guess. You know, we get we like, pay for, don't I, no I, refunds. You know, I live in West Virginia, and it's it's kind of all right for the most part. You can Ugh. you got a big empty bit of can land. You play that song, West Virginia. Yeah, you'll yeah. probably. Oh, don't Australians love that song? Yes, that's weird. Yeah, I want to play. Can we play that? No, 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 we can't. We it's can't great. play. Elijah, let's play it we'll on get, the drive home. No, we we will. But I'm just saying that, like, it's funny when you come you down drove to all here from Texas. Yeah, we drove yeah. all the way from Texas. We no jumped in the car. <laughs> no, you know, I, but I was going to say that, like, we when, it, when it comes down to this, it's funny. The people who are anti-government, like, when you look at uh, who actually killed, for instance, uh, throughout all of history, who caused most of the problems, right? Even if you go to, like, Waco, and you look at the ATF, and you look at what they did. Was it the FBI? I'm, I'm, it, it was technically was it? the ATF, but, but, but I'm saying, but you go down, it's like, okay, the government. And you look down with, like, Ruby a, lot Ridge. Of, a lot of the things, yeah, that are, that are screwed government? up. Yeah. But like I was mentioning earlier with, with, with Jesus as well, like, the Roman government technically killed Jesus. Everybody says it was the Jews. The Jews... Want, they were there was the, the Pharisees and stuff were wanting his head, but technically the only people who could order and actually carry out the execution during that time would have been the, the governing empire, which would have been this. And you go back through all of history and, and like every religion everywhere around the world, you look at all of history. 
at the core of the problem is a government that tries to trick the people into thinking that it's looking out for their own interests. But as it goes rogue, eventually it declines because it loses contact with the people. And you end up having somebody else stronger comes in and takes over where they see a weakness to meet the will of the people. And it's kind of interesting in all of this that government people like this is why I never understood why 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 black Americans are so Democrat. It's like. So you're saying the government screwed you over and allowed slavery and like brought you over here and then ruined you and then you know put Jim Crow laws and everything so you want to be a part of the party of big government hmm. that that continues, continues to, to do, do this like things. so you're mad hmm. at the government but now you want the government to solve your problems they ruined your life they literally destroyed they brought you over here and just continually destroyed your life and held you back and now you're looking to that same entity that destroyed your life to bring you out of it you think something's changed you think that the government is now suddenly good and they're going to help you like I don't you understand think those why unchecked people will suddenly be checked and start doing things that make sense yeah. Elijah that's No but I'm just saying like, with this government thing is that it's like it's like nobody has gotten anything more wrong about about covid since the beginning since government entities and organizations everything has pretty much been wrong or aka suddenly corrected or disappeared well, the throughout the changed. last couple Yeah exactly the facts they said new facts right that's the whole phrase and so it's like look man I'm about at the point now where this isn't working anymore, okay? You killed my savior. Good thing he rose again from the dead, and now I have new life, and apparently now he's on my podcast with me. Hey! <laughs> second no, coming. I Everyone know. is it. I was no, going to say, the way that Ian was just looking at you as you were talking about Jesus, he was like... I, know he, I do love Jesus. He's telling my story. Dude, if we live like him. Jesus, like a real yes. Christian, embody the spirit of what you believe is right. Amen. Tim, are you a Christian? Yes, Christ is king. No, sir. But uh, the problem is not I just needed that. to know because I needed to know if I'm not the only atheist in the room. No, I'm not an atheist. <laughs> no, I never said you were a pet. I'm just I, saying so that... So you're, you're the only atheist in the room. I am the only atheist I'm in the room. I'm not a man. Timothy, pet. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold, hold on. Let me qualify. So let me qualify. Let me qualify. Now that now that Tim and I are friends, we're friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, for, Elijah can again, like, can again qualify this. I say pet all the time and it freaks Americans out because they're like, why are you calling me a pet? And I'm like... I'm not. It's just part of my speech. What am I, a cow? Ian, <laughs> <laughs> are you an atheist? You're no, not. No. no. I, I'm more agnostic than anything. I mean, that cosmic microwave background radiation is like the permeating radiation left over from the Big Bang. Looks like it's interacting with matter and causing God. That's the experience of that interaction is God. Seems like it. But I believe that this Christ consciousness is real, that it can permeate this like, I don't know what it is, like a spirit of goodness. I know good and evil are subjective, but... Because the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, is over the earth. And a lot of people mock me for my belief in God. But it's not just a consciousness. Like, Christ is a real person, but he's also God. And what's interesting is is that – and this is where I know people who are not Christian would not believe this. But the only thing that is holding evil back is the Spirit of God that is currently on the earth in those that are chosen. Whoa. And that there's going to end up being a rapture. And that one time, that's why the end of the world comes. He pulls the Spirit off the face of the earth. It's true. And actually, evil continues. We have the Antichrist. Things happen. So, this is why – it's weird how the Bible, though, predicted wait, 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 a one-world government yeah, wait, wait. towards <laughs> the end. Like, no, but I'm saying it, it says what the world would be like in the end times. And it describes what it, it would be like. And it looks like the world today. Well, it also uh, says that there would be the sharing of knowledge, this increased rapid sharing of, of, of knowledge around the world and a one-world economy, that it would create a one-world economy, a global economy, and a one-world government would be their goal, where you had to have some sort of a mark to Bible. buy yeah, where you had to have some sort did of a know, mark to buy or to sell. Right. And that was like – it's very interesting the that mark that's of what the it says about the end times. says that you cannot buy, sell, or trade unless you bear the mark. And when I first heard that, it was, we were, it was a super chat on this show. I was like, that that's too that's specific. Crazy. Talking about free market – Restrictions? What do you mean? And then I, I looked it up. Yeah, it literally says you can't buy, sell, it's, trade. It's possible. But, but I, I, I have to ask a question on that. Um, you're saying that the only thing holding evil back is, is the spirit? Is, is the Holy Spirit. The Holy, I spirit. The Holy spirit. spirit who's in well, well, so does that imply that like God put the evil here on purpose? 
No, it's not that God put the evil here on purpose, but what God the Bible talks... God created the evil and the evil no, no, no. So what? Us. So what, what's interesting is, is that if you look at actually Christian theology or what actually happened, is Lucifer, the devil that we call the devil or Satan, is actually an angel, right? All demons are, are fallen angels. And part of why God is not a slave master, but he's a just and a fair God, is he gives you free will or the right to serve him or to not. And he is, he is perfect. And so what happened was is that Lucifer became, I could say, jealous but he thought that he was he was the best of all the angels, right? He was the most beautiful, most talented. He was ahead of all of the music. And that he actually rebelled against God. And he thought that he could be God, like God. And so it's kind of interesting even how sin was brought into the world. But he was cast out of heaven. Many believe that means that he was sent down to earth. And that's why there's that big crater down in uh, down in the Gulf. But anyway, a lot of people believe that. But you I don't know if that, that's how that's – yeah, I don't know if that's true. But I will say that he was cast down. And what's interesting is is that it talks about that, that some of these demons actually were so evil. And after they revolted and, and separated them from God that some of them are even like locked in chains at the bottom of like the Euphrates River and they're held back and that when the Holy Spirit leaves that the evil is finally unleashed on the earth that full evil is unleashed the reason why the good keeps winning and the reason why like evil never fully is able to triumph and and, and indefinitely take over is because the Holy Spirit of God is continually on the face of the earth and is holding evil back but there's a moment where God gives us what we want and what people want like how Aussies want they want the government eventually you really talk to them most Aussies like they think what the government's doing is good. I mean, that's really or just they, the at truth. Least they think it's okay. Yeah, they're, so not, they're that, not like vehemently What humans it. want is to not have to deal with God. And then God gives us that. He goes, okay, have yourself. And that's why the Antichrist is able to rise up. And that's – it's so weird to me though that a bunch of – you know, and I'm saying this sarcastically for people who, who can't understand that. But a bunch of crazy fishermen, liars, you know, thousands of years ago somehow predicted that what the end times would look like is that people would be liars. They would claim to have the fear of God but not express its power, that they would hate their families. Families would be divided against themselves, that they would be backstabbers. It talked about they'd be greedy, lovers of themselves, uh, haters of God, mockers of God, and that the key factors would that there would be pestilence, earthquakes, and these would be signs of the times, and the goal would be – the spirit of the Antichrist would be to create a one world economy and a one world government. And that if you, that being an allegiance to that government was part of the, the, uh, you had, in order to like buy, sell, trade, to live, you had to give your allegiance to that leader who would take over and declare himself God. And it, and even, it even predicted the rebuilding of, of, and it says that we'll know who he is because he's going to sit, he's going to rebuild the temple on the temple mount, uh, where he's going to rebuild the, the temple after it's destroyed and he's going to sit on the throne and declare himself God. And he's and it says that Israel was going to reform as a nation and that it's like funny they predicted that Israel was going to reform and it did. And then they already have the plans in place right now and the materials to rebuild the new temple and they're waiting for the right moment. So it's like it's crazy that like if it's not real, how they got so much of it right. Or they read so, it and said, hey, let's do that. Mm-hmm. that that's possible too. But that, I mean, yeah, yeah, that, that, could, that could be. But, you know. I wonder. Tim, that's such a – yep. That's I, just a really wonder, good explanation. Yeah. No, I'm saying that, no, that could that could be, but they also don't believe in the New Testament. The Jews don't even believe in in that yeah, as well, so they don't they don't follow that. No, I don't I don't think it's any one particular group. I'm saying like if you're saying that the Zionists don't believe in the New Testament. If there is a group of like you know global special interests who are doing the things as predicted, it could just be those global special interests are like, hey, I read this book, you read it. Hey, there's a bunch of good ideas for how we should control the world. I, I don't think they're, they really respect. Why, well, then why would they just randomly follow Revelation randomly. and follow anything no, else? No, no, I'm saying the they're New deliberately Testament. doing it. I mean, it doesn't give you the plans on how to carry it out. No, it's just but they're just, These are the signs. They're too vague to actually give you a way to carry it out. And then why would you choose that book? I mean, it just – if you look at it, it's statistically probably improbable. I think that <laughs> – so, I don't, well, I tr- well, let me ask you, when do you think the, the – the, so it's, it's happening now, right? 
I think we're I think we're in the the last days. Yeah, I think we're in the end times. How much time do we have? I says no man knows the day or the hour. That's a part of the reason because it says that you know what's crazy is it says that when these things are coming to an end, when the God comes to rapture His people, it but there's actually, no but there's no, no, no rapture is not mentioned yes, in yes. the Bible. It says that they'll be caught up. Yes, it is. It says they'll be caught no, up. And there's it has, no the word rapture is not in well, Bible. That's an, that's an English word, an American word. Yes. So I'm saying that it says being caught, taken off. So what it actually talks about is very interesting because this happened with 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 Enoch and other people in the Bible. But what is really really interesting about this, I'm saying, is that it categorizes. This idea, it's, it's very interesting. It even like kind of like predicts the theory of evolution and whatnot. That it says that, that during this time, people are going to be mocking God because it says they're going to be buying and selling and trade, being given in marriage and living life as it is, saying that life has always been and it always will be. That there was never this, that it's been going for a long time and it's going to continue to evolve and continue to move on the way that it's been. And people are just going to be, it says going to be caught up in their own lives, in their own sin, in their own focus and then what god's going to come back to judge the world and it's going to catch them off guard so like a thief in the night that he's going to come back and it's going to throw everybody off and that's like kind of crazy because even with covid it's like you're just living and buying and selling and trading and living life and all of a sudden the world changes and we see that where things just change in an instant i know you guys don't believe it but that's well, that saw, is what I, believe. I saw this movie and i guess you know spoiler alert for anybody who wants to see the movie antidote i saw it on amazon is actually pretty good so it? uh well, I'm just giving everybody a spoiler warning. Give me a few four seconds for us to catch up and then realize if you want to see the movie, it is uh, about a woman who wakes up in a hospital where they torture people, but then give them a healing serum to regenerate them and then continue doing experiments on them. And so they do things where they, they cut their eyes out or cut out their tongue or impale them and then heal them and then keep doing it, cut their legs off. And uh, spoiler warning for anybody who wants to see it because it actually is a pretty good movie. La, la, la. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, it actually turns out, and I caught this immediately, so maybe it's not a spoiler. She, the, the main character wakes up in her bed and she's like, something's wrong. Like my stomach hurts and her husband rushes her to the hospital and then she has to go for a, a, a you know, she has appendicitis. Uh, what's it called? Appendectomy. Yeah. And then, that so. That really hurts just by the way. So they, they, they give her the anesthetic. She goes out, they go in surgery and then she wakes up in this hospital where she's in a different room. It's a different doctor and her scar is healed. She can still see the scar, but it's mostly healed. She's like, how long have I been here? And I immediately said, she's dead. She's in hell. <gasps> And so I guess the idea of the movie is that she's in the layer of level of hell where they torture you and then heal you and then torture you over and over again for eternity. And the story was that she used to be a drug addict and she was dating this guy who was abusing her. And then one day when he was abusing her, she grabbed something and swung it at him and slashed his throat, accidentally killing him, and then strung him up with piano wire to get away with the crime. And she was condemned to to an eternity of being tortured, literally an eternity. And I'm like, man, if that's that's really messed up. Like this idea of, uh, of you know, uh, you, you're defending yourself and you accidentally kill somebody and then you panic. And now you have to literally go to this hell where you get your legs chopped off, you get stabbed in the chest, Ugh. they cut your face off. And so I think about stuff like that and I'm like, if God, after everything we've seen with all the evil and, and, and the power of the evil to manipulate and lie, cheat and steal and trick people and all that, for God to come down and be like, I'm judging everybody. And these good people of good conscience and ethics who didn't worship me and didn't have faith in me, yeah, you're all going to go to hell too, even though it was the evil that tricked you. But didn't you say about cops that they're, they're not good if they don't quit based on those things? So meaning like how are, what defines being a good person? Then if God I'm is saying, perfect, like, God go defines what – that none of us are good, no, not one, because we were born into sin. So he's saying that the only way to be – to actually become and find redemption is through the faith in the work of Christ And so what, what happens to the nonbelievers when the rapture happens? 
we well, not everyone believes. Not even everyone believes in, in that the rapture is. But going let's to just happen. say, in your in your view, like God will come to judge everybody. I is, think that a lot of people will wake up because I believe that a lot of people are familiar with this and they will realize because the Bible talks about that a lot of people refuse to get the mark and the the, the punishment is beheading. They actually get beheaded in the guillotine style thing. They get their heads chopped off if you don't submit to the one world government, and that's because you're seen as an enemy. Because even though you're just not buying, tra- selling, and trading, you're a threat, like a terror threat. It basically All right. So shows. so what's going to happen? So I'm to saying these that it seems that it seems that a lot of people get killed. That a lot of people who appear, I would assume, of good conscience realize, oh, crap, that was right, and that they become – they give their lives to God. That's what it seems like. What so happens. what I'm saying is there's obviously going to be a lot of people they have to deal who, with uh, the who problems. are who are good people in that they uh, – uh, you know, so I'll, I'll use my – look, I believe in God, but I don't believe in Christian theology. So, you know, would I be condemned to hell? Because I'm like, when yeah, well, go- it's about because Kezia, um, she and I have conversations about this all the time, Elijah's wife, because um, she's, you know, very Christian as well. And the way that she's described it to me is that it's not necessarily about your it's it's actually it is actually about whether or not you fully actually believe in God. It's not about your good works. It's not about um, any of that sort of stuff. It's about whether or not you effectively like let him into your life. So yeah, but, but the good works would follow. So it's kind of like, sure, saying, sure, sure. Like but, saying but, I could say I'm not- a car, but it doesn't make me when i can make well, the noises it's, it's, and the sounds but it doesn't make me a car but, like yeah you could say like oh i do believe in god but a faith like you mentioned if you believed in god and you would get to know his heart that that should that would, he would transform you and that you would become more like god you would see this with a lot of people who genuinely have real conversion and they become christians that there's a radical change in there's their a lot life of, i don't i don't i don't christians I don't, who are hypocrites though who hold don't, on, i'm sure. christian but who don't actually they're not actually Christian, if you know what I mean. Like, and I'm not here to judge anybody because what the hell do I know? Because I'm, I'm not why, religious. Why, why would I, you know, pledge anything to, to an entity that would condemn Sydney to hell? Well, he's not condemning Sydney to hell. Sydney's choosing to go. Right. But also, I mean, by the so same like, token. So like to eternally torture and cause suffering for well, someone based God on ignorance. God, but it's not based out of ignorance because actually Sydney's smarter than me. So, so this is the Thank point. You. This is the point. <laughs> I don't Sydney, think so, Sydney's actually thanks. hyper intelligent. I don't think Sydney's <laughs> stupid. I don't think Sydney's that. stupid. And I actually used to be agnostic. I've said that. I used to be agnostic. Um, you know, I, I didn't really know what I believed. Um, but I, but I did know that it's, what's interesting about this is, is that this is also beyond just the physical, that there is an actual such thing as the spirit of a person, of a man. And that these things that's why we could be immoral or moral versus dogs are instinctual right these are animals they don't they don't have the soul this is what this is what is distinctualized about sentience about the person of who i am as a human being this makes me sacred and special god designed me in his image and so someone like sydney sydney is not dumb and i thoroughly and fully believe that when i met sydney she was an atheist now she's agnostic who knows agnostic? where she's headed now um but i do believe that for instance god put us in our lives together so that's why we have a new show let's, coming out together well, let's, we, let's, yeah, let's, let's fight each other we're gonna go to super chats we can let's, fight let's, each let's, other we will fight each other on the new show let's have an extended conversation for the members podcast on all yeah. this stuff because I, I find it really fascinating so timcast.com check it out uh when, when yeah, we wrap up the atheist and the Christian go head to head. Oh, it's we fantastic. love each other. We do actually. I love Elijah. When, He's a good. Uh, when we wrap up the show, we then immediately start pre-recording. We we record the member segment, then upload it around eleven or so p.m. on the website. And so go there, become a member, and smash the like button. Share the show. Really, sharing is the most powerful thing you can do because then more people watch it, and word of mouth makes everything work better. But uh, let's read some of these super chats we got from everybody, and uh, make sure you smash that like button. All right, let's see. Whacked out says serious question. This is an interesting question. For, it was, this was this was from earlier, the, from eight o'clock. Ian, do you believe in reality or observation? 
uh, I, you would need to define real what that means. Um, so the, observation. The observer tends <laughs> to define its experience. Yeah. What are these little rocks? I want one. Here. The obsidian rock? Yeah. Here. Oh, you you both There's have a big one. one. Well, were we both spinning them? Yeah, you both were playing That's with rocks. Yeah. Here, wipe it off, though. Can I, get a little, been... can I try a little more of that? Did you whiskey? put it in your mouth? No, oh, yeah, not yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell someone what this Ian is? Ian, is, you love Yeah, it's Ohishi uh, rice whiskey. You guys, th- he, he, this is a very nice box of this, and I don't even like whiskey. Why am I And I tried a very little bit, and I'm actually very excited <laughs> to try a little more, and this is like top dollar stuff. That's obsidian. This is a good gift. He's a very generous man. He's drinking a lot on you. In Assassin's Creed Valhalla. No, tastefully. In Valhalla, you yeah. I wouldn't say drunkenness would be allowed. Smash this to make things interesting. Obsidian glass, like like a little taste of rice. Feels so good in your palm. All right, let's see. A non nobody says Sydney and Tim should do a collab. Both have awesome singing voices. Do you sing? I do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we we just laid down a scratch track for a new song we're working on. We should actually get you to record some vocals now while we have you, Mm -hmm. and then use them for the song. So fun. Like right now. Like literally after the show, walk down and just (laughs) press the microphone, and then just like record for thirty seconds. Beautiful. Yeah. Done. I guess theoretically we could always just have you do it whenever. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I have equipment that I can use to record. No, I used to do heaps of uh, heaps of music stuff, and then I it's really good. I like. I mean, I like to think I don't suck. I think that's the best way to put it. But I do play piano too. People find that quite shocking. I, I awesome. play piano and I sing. Oh yeah. hell yeah, yeah yeah. Piano is beautiful. Honestly, best instrument. I know that you know you guys. No, you know my right. problem with piano guitar is people, that but <laughs> with guitar with piano you can't get the notes between the two keys. Uh, do you mean the sharps and flats? No, between the sharp and the white key. Between those, you, there's no note on a piano. With a guitar, you can bend the string a little bit more, and you get more variety the of note. Oh, interesting. You can hit frequencies. Pianos. That's can. why I like pianos, though. It's because everything is like. It is what it is. It's you organized. get what you get. I exactly. Like, I like both. Yeah, like guitar playing is like skateboarding and piano is like rollerblading. Piano is honestly, I, but I, but I, that's how my brain is though. Yeah. I like this rigid regimen. But, but because, you're emo- because you're emotional and like I will find myself playing guitar during the day and then after 10 I play piano and get really heady and, and, and the songs are mm-hmm. deeper where like they they're more deeper. like, you can, with the piano too, because especially when you get into like minor like, like, uh, chords or different scales, you end up getting this real deep and somber mood. And so yeah, like if you want to rock out and have a good time, mm. you know, get your heart out quickly, find guitar. But piano is like, the, it, it's like a emotional, like soul connection. It's, mm-hmm. it's like kind of amazing. You know who's, you know who's a great contemporary artist uh, that writes piano music is Yuruma. Um, I believe he's Japanese. Oh no, maybe he's Sounds not. Like Hade too is really good. And, um, there's uh, Isaac Shepard. He's wonderful as well. I don't know. Just, uh, I just love piano. Sorry. All right, we got sorta. He says we should send Biden down under to box a thousand kangaroos. <laughs> yes, yes, I'd pay to watch. I oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> well, they'd probably beat him to death. And oh. would be- well, I, I just, I just don't want to <laughs> see kangaroos getting hurt. You know, like I don't think kangaroos can consent to a boxing match. Yeah, didn't That's they do that once? Like, there was a famous kangaroo box. Oh, I think so. Vermin. Oh no, maybe they, they are. There's like six million. What for every one million? Australia, have you ever, there's like six yeah, million. Yeah, yeah, Have you ever eaten a kangaroo? Yes, oh, wow. I have as well. There's I had kangaroo jerky. Did you like it? Yeah, it tasted like jerky. Yeah. No, no, no. You got to have the no. no <laughs> what happens when you put your blasphemy. finger in a kangaroo's mouth? Uh, <laughs> die. Yeah. Well, let's ask Ian. Don't do find that. Out. Don't do that. By the way. Oh, hey. By the way, don't stick your fingers in cows' mouths. <laughs> An ex-girlfriend told me it felt good that she did it. What? I never did it. What else felt good? Could be dangerous. I didn't ask. Don't, don't recommend uh, that. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Literally go stay. No, go don't do di- it. No, Elijah, no. <laughs> All right. Carrie the Crazy says, longtime member, first time caller, love you all. Please look into the National Archives closed down due to COVID and the effects it has on VA disability claims. Mm, yeah. They cannot receive our official records because no one is sending them. Whoa. Wow. Uh, Stephen Zilligan says, I will buy Sydney a ranch tomorrow. Zilligan? There you go. 
In Wyoming or, uh, or Montana. Yes. Email me. <laughs> Wyoming. Good crypto laws Or Idaho, there. perhaps. I don't know. Start your Wyoming corporation, yeah, if you want to use crypto. I hear they have fantastic crypto laws for... What happens when uh, when the zombie apocalypse happens and we have no internet? I how, think you just said apocalypse. Apocalypse. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Satellite I will internet? buy more stuff close. with the obsidian that you've hit. Dude, you can get more obsidian. <laughs> It'll be good. All right. Harvey Slayer says, Ian isn't crazy. One way to teach calves to drink water from a bucket is to have it suck on your finger. Oh, I've okay. done it to help wean calves off formula. Cool. A little udder. Oh, oh okay. that's so cute. That is cute. That is a nice image of like a little cow going. That makes sense. R. Bracewell says, Elijah and Sydney love your show, and you two have some major support in my area. Love the fact that you two take shots at each other, and it's all in fun. I see you and stand with you. I like that people notice, though, that you and I give each other mad SH. Can, can, can I say that though, tea. real fast? This is really important, Tim, because you're, you're you, on Ian too. You get, you've been in this industry for a very long time. Is people have stopped just talking and learning to be friends, especially publicly with people that you just don't agree with most things on. Like when you really get down to it, yes, Sydney and I agree on a lot of tenets of, of life, but down to the nitty gritty, we disagree on about 70% of things. Yeah, it's true. And yet we are very close and we are very good friends yeah. and we're even able to start a new show together because the world has like stopped understanding the beauty of like hanging out with your friends where it's interesting and it's not just like she's not a yes woman I'm not a yes man we mm-hmm. hang out together well, and it's like your show's like that too you have so many different kinds of people it's, on it's, here it's, it's, it's beautiful it's, it's simple there is the cult and then regular people and regular mm-hmm. people have always been able to be like well I disagree with you what you say but I defended the death you right to say it or I disagree with you but let's, let's argue and, and debate these ideas but you've had the growing cult faction in the US that are like you're an apostate or a, a non-believer and everything you say should be banned and those they, they don't represent the actual humans you know <laughs> it, so if you look at uh there was a graph we showed several times w- showing where on this chart of like uh, uh, of economic uh conservatism and liberalism to social conservatism and liberalism you look at where trump's voters are and they were left and right on economics and mostly anti-woke you look at the democrats and it was hyper concentrated in communist woke mm. Hmm. Though, so you have the the overarching like American population of economic left and economic right and their agreements and disagreements as they've always traditionally been, and then you have this new emerging faction of cult like dogma. So when people are like, "Why can't we get along anymore?" It's like, "Well, some people joined a cult, and you can't communicate with them because they're in a cult." Mm-hmm. And that's true for some Trump supporters, but for the most part, the people who are in whatever this space is, be it atheist, agnostic, people who believe in God, or people who are Christians, and who are either conservative or libertarian or somewhat liberal. We all have conversations getting along just fine. Yeah. But the culty people are very difficult to communicate with. You know, it's funny that you say that, though, um, and I don't mean to make this a, a Sydney moment, but to exactly what you're talking about, I was so scared to admit publicly that I don't believe in God because a large faction of conservative, the conservative right, are very Christian and they think you're a heretic well, if you are an atheist. If you're not even was, Catholic, they, get, they, they call me a heretic because You I'm would not try Catholic. to out me. Elijah would quietly try to out me on his <laughs> yes. show. He'd be like, so Sydney, you as a non-believer, and I'd be like, shut <laughs> up. Because I was, I was scared. I was like, I don't want to get attacked. I mean, it takes bravery to come out and say yeah. something so uh, brazenly stupid as two plus two is five, but I'm, I'm proud of you for, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jack Posobiec said I'm a part of the, the great heart. apostasy. That's what he told me. He said I'm, he's, like, he's like, I love you, but you know, you just, you, you support, uh, the, the great apostasy. Isn't that funny though? Like, how, right. how it's like Christians fight within themselves. Christians fight with atheists. Atheists fight with everyone. I don't fight with anyone just by the I way. I'm out, I'm out here just like, I don't care. Just be nice to me. 
Okay, right, buy me a ranch in Montana. I'm not even that nice, nice to you. To you. Yeah, you're not. You're just like, get out of my house. Let's read a little bit more. We got Hayden. He says, we need a constitutional amendment forcing employees to stop taking Social Security taxes and Medicare out of employee checks, forcing people to write a check to the government yes. every year. Returns are, are only the government taking too much money from you. We need to wake people up. I mean, that would be huge if at the end of the year, everyone then paid their tax. Or quarterly is actually how it really works. So uh, most people don't understand that when you make a certain amount of money, you pay quarterly. You don't just hold all your money because then you get, you get fined, you get interest. So imagine if every three months people were like, it's tax day. How much do I owe? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Then they'd vote against that in two seconds. Yes, they would. They'd see how much is coming because people don't see what's coming out of their paycheck. So they have no idea what they're paying in tax. And when you see how high that is. <laughs> I cry. We, 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 uh, I weep. <laughs> we have a good one here. Some guy from Texas says, here's a list of all the things that will not kill you in Australia. One, some of the sheep. Oh, exhausted. <laughs> some of them. <laughs> Just some of them. The rest of them are poisonous. Yes. They spit uh, They spit gas at you. Poisonous sheep. Yes. <laughs> I know about that. Rajesh says, Australians are decent but inactive and unpolitical. Hmm. Being an Indian expat in Australia, born the uh, JN, the communist hellhole of Kerala, which, by the way, is one of the main source of woke expat professors in U.S. universities, Australia is not bad because I can now afford this super chat. Oh. Hey, appreciate the super chat. Thank mm-hmm. you. All right. Let's see what we got here. Eric A. says, in regards to the Project Veritas video earlier, the High School News YouTube channel did a profile on the teacher from when he first got there three years ago. Really creeped me out given what we know now. Titled Tiger Talk Profiles Mr. Gype. You guys see this thing from Veritas? Oh, no. yeah, where he was talking about how he's turning his students into revolutionaries. It and was he, it was yeah. creepy. And but it's, it, it, this he's is got the anti thing. Mark Lutzman, no, 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 I think, but he confronted said, him. Do you see all that? Yeah, but they said, they said in the interview that uh, multiple teachers at the school actually share the same sentiments and that they sort of discuss their creepy little revolutionary viewpoints. The Mao, the Mao picture is what did it for me on the wall. How he is now oh. overlooking the students. Do you know like, he, is that real? He said, wow. too, that he had a student who was uncomfortable with the fact that he had the Antifa flag in his classroom. And he said, I'm doing this because I assume it will be on the wall. And he said, you know, basically, uh, if you have a problem with this and you're writing like a note at the end of semester, you know, basically complaining about it, then there's actually something wrong with you, student, because your ideas are then antithetical to the, you know, values of Antifa. Who the hell says that to like a, a freaking 16 year old? What is that? These people. Who has an Antifa Atomic. flag? <laughs> what is Antifa? that? They make flags. All right. Atomic Ozzy says, Australia also has an anti-corruption department that is used to protect the politicians from investigations. Yes. <laughs> yes. They also have this thing too. Um, God, what's it called? Um, uh, oh, they call them fixated persons. This is not related to the government, but where they can basically institutionalize you. Um, if you are like posting too much or too aggressively or writing too many letters to politicians what? saying, hey, I'm angry that you're doing... You know, this, this, and this. Yeah, they have, uh, they call them fixated persons. There's a fixated persons unit and they can institutionalize you. This is what I'm saying. Go and look up psycho Australian legislation. I encourage every person to do it because there is so much of it that infringes the rights of Australians in ways that you cannot do. They don't really have believe. rights, by the way. Well, we never, well, this is the thing is like, I think it might have been you, Lid. Yeah, yeah you sent me, that. yeah, about how Australia doesn't, Australia doesn't have a bill of rights well, it's and we understood. don't. Yeah. It's understood. common law. It's very bizarre because even our freedom of speech, and I've, I've ranted about this before, is only implied in our constitution. It's not explicit. So there's only five explicit hey, rights in the constitution. Australia thought CPAC was an extreme right-wing meeting. So that there's there's that. Yeah. CPAC. Wow. Mr. Obvious says, this was the best episode of TimCast by far. Hilarious and based. I think people should follow their dreams. The worst thing that can happen is they fail. The best thing that can happen is they succeed through hard work. I think Jordan Peterson said, in order to succeed, you have to be willing to be a fool. Yeah, yeah today he, he shouted that out on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, I just saw uh, on Instagram or something like that. 
I would agree with that. Yeah. That'd be really to How's run he to doing? <clears throat> he seems like he's doing okay. Really happy. He seems he, he has been reflecting on on how gracious people have been to he and his family over the last how six months. How could you hate the man? What a what a lovely dude. He <laughs> honestly does seem like one of those people that would just is just like good hearted. You don't meet too many of them. Yako Boyan's where we live in Texas. He's like that too. Yes, I'd love to get he's him. just he's a great. a good like when you meet him. Uh, Kezia described this to me. She was like, you'll meet him, and he's just got this energy about him, and I don't really buy into that sort of stuff. But I met him, and I was like, wow, I get it. He's a good yeah. dude. I think Lily Tang Williams is a little bit like that. Very, mm-hmm. very special kind of person. Yeah. Like one in a million. Paul C. says, Sargon on his Lotus Eaters podcast did a fantastic segment with an Aussie political scientist explaining what's happening here. Titled, Australia Has Fallen. Highly recommended. Check it out. We're big fans of Sargon and Lotus, mm-hmm. e- Lotus Eaters podcast. Good you guys show. should definitely check that segment out, because I know I will. That sounds really interesting. I'd like to hear what they have to say. All right, let's see. Joseph Flynn says, I wonder if there's any correlation between the dangerous wildlife and Australians' tendency to trust their government. The group survives when they stand together. So if someone disagrees, they're viewed as public enemy. Safety in numbers? Yeah. I mean, when Don't you, when touch you sh- the conefish, Elijah. Numbers? Don't step on the rockfish, Elijah. Yeah, it's always, there's always like, that's, no, that, that's the rockfish? That's the stonefish. Wait till you see the pebble fish. <laughs> It's a sting. It hurts, but you get there's over it quickly. This, there's a song by these comedians, and it's like they sing about all the all the things that can kill you in Australia, and it talks about those. Red back, funnel, wear blue ring, octopus. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> Dorian <laughs> Meredith says, "I am Canadian, and you could not pay me enough to make me move to the U.S. I love my country. I am 100% happy here. My biggest fear these days is that the junk happening in the U.S. will bleed into here. Million dollars. You got to live in Minnesota, northern Minnesota, just on the other side of the border. Million dollars. What do you say?" I got a feeling the answer is going to be yes. Yeah. Because you're like right there, you know, it's like you're just on the other side. There's a video of like the, this like teenager and they're in some part of Canada on the border where there's no border barrier at all. It's just like, just like a, a, a street barrier, you know, like steel block and it says like US Canadian border and they're like jumping back and forth because there's areas like that. All you got to do is walk across and stand there for, for, for a couple decades, a million dollars. Couple decades. A couple, couple decades. couple decades. Couple decades. Yeah, but you can go hang out with your friends whenever you want, right there, just right to the board. And you got a million bucks now. Yeah. You can buy a cow. Take your fingers <laughs> in his mouth. All right, let's see what we got. Someone should draw this, a picture of you sticking your finger in a cow's oh, mouth. please. That's and a shirt. then we can put it on a shirt. Band. Yeah, I would we got to make that. that shirt. Don't yeah. try this at home, it should say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm down. Thank you for being smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Canadian says, Canadian A says, I have a ranch in Canada with cattle and horses. Sydney, green card marriage. Save me from communism. You get to play with cattle and horses. Ooh. We'll keep Ian away from the calves. Love the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you won't. Oh, gosh. No, you won't. I'm Ian calling. will be hopping over the border. That'll be the next thing. Do, so you guys think horses really feel the human like beating together with them? You know, they become like one nah. when they ride together. I was just seeing a saw a clip from Black Beauty, Alan Cumming being like, and then when I realized we were beating as one, I got even more invigorated. And the horse is like flying, you know, and the guy's like riding. That is a really mm. nice sentiment, from, but from what I know about people who have had experience with horses, they're exceedingly skittish, and they don't really bond with humans. So riding them is different than like actually bonding Unless with Unless you have spirit stallion of the Cimarron. That's true. That's a bit You're different. And then that. you have an Indian boy riding you. Yeah, it's different. Beautiful. What is that? Have you not seen Spirit? It's a Disney That's movie. Arguably the best soundtrack. Leah, back me up on this. Yeah. Best soundtrack. No, what is it? Great. It's a, it's a movie about a horse who just, who's, uh, he, he's yeah, trying to find his herd. I don't know. It's called Spirit? Spirit. Stallion of the Cimarron. Thank you. Unironically great. 
All right, let's see. We got uh, Therese Larfield says, I, ha- I live in a mining town in outback Western Australia. Lots of cashed up bogans in WA. I will add, the tide is turning against the tyranny. Our premier was like a rock star. Not so much anymore. Interesting. Mm. Ben Macklin says, Western Australia classified gel blasters as prohibited weapons. BB guns that shoot gel-filled plastic balls because they resemble real guns. Yes. Ugh. You can't buy um, some of the some of the toy guns. You can't buy them because they, they look always like real search guns. my luggage so deeply when the border force. Whenever I go so there, deep. they always take me aside and they mm. just they touch me. And it's uncomfortable. <laughs> Did you see uh, China <laughs> made it illegal? You can only play video games three hours a week now if you're under eighteen in China. Yeah. Oh, didn't they that. also ban like uh, banning fake guns? Oh, sorry, yeah. to interrupt you. Video. No, guns. I interrupted you. Actually, I'm just rude today. Continue, please. Put me in the bin. Whoa. What happened? <laughs> We do have a pretty large bin outside. (laughs) You want to go shove me into it? But you're talking about banning fake BB guns. This is like banning digital. No, no, no. no. You have to understand. Australia just bans everything. Just they ban enjoyment. Mm. No fun for you. Yeah. Back in in your cage. They came for the humor because that's what that that is. Everybody has a sense of like we call it the clown pill, right? On slightly offensive people, you know, Gavin says like once you stop laughing, then they win. You know, I think other people just call it like you know the the positivity face or whatever but the whole point is is that as long as you stay positive as long as you are able to laugh at what's happening they do not win over you and so that's why they come for humor they come for enjoyment because as long as you're still enjoying life despite what they do you are still in control and you still have power there was a vietnam uh, i think he was a captain uh pilot and he got shot down and taken prisoner of war at hotel hanoi one of the infamous like vietnam pow camps and it was just devastating for years they were there and he would do exercises with his mouth to keep smiling Oh, and God. to keep the other prisoners happy. Yeah. And he did. And they got through it. And that was a big part of it, was staying. Oh, just, just doing the muscles so that you remember what it feels like to smile. Mm. You'd have to do that every day. Isn't it easier to smile than it is to frown? No, that's a fallacy. That a fa- I fake? looked it up. Oh, I read that on a meme, but apparently it's not true. <laughs> I looked that up. Yeah. Fact check. The things that you hear. Balls. Tim's uh, like, I want to read these. Stop yeah, talking read. about stupid things. Yeah. <laughs> Seth Booz says, Tim, as a regular viewer, I take exception to your comment on your earlier segment where you said, who wants to live in Colorado? I love my guns, my mountains, just not the California implants. Yep. Much love and keep killing it. Yeah, the mountains are great. Colorado is awesome. Colorado is beautiful. Many, many, many people in Colorado are fit and active and they take it very seriously. Also a sexy place full of sexy people. The worst airport is Denver. Really? Yeah, creepiest. Creepy. Not is the there's like underground military base there or something? Something like <clears throat> that. We don't know. Some yeah. old secret. I thought, I thought that that was a, also a fallacy. It's Definitely. <laughs> At the risk careful. of this turning into like a, a, um, a matchmaking show, we got so many super chats from people who are like now getting. Trying to buy me a ranch? Trying to buy you a ranch yes. and they're holding roses. Is that an email? Let's see. Uh, I, 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 I was I, actually I, thinking, Elijah, sorry to interrupt you, Tim. I was thinking, look, we should just, you know, put your name in the hat, Data Sydney, but then we can raise a bunch of money for yes. our new show. There you go. As then long we as we get to crap. build the studio of our show on that ranch and we don't have to live in a city ever again. Yeah, you can just I, find I, I hate, I, I'm from LA. Like I moved from Hollywood into Texas and I thought Texas was like the country for a second. And I'm like, man, I don't, I don't want to be within a few miles of another human being. I need to get out of, I need to get out of the city. Sorry, Tim, we interrupted you. Continue. Well, I was going to read this guy who's wanna, pitching, pitching woo. All right, good. <laughs> Is Aaron up says, Sydney, you're single, so I'm going to shoot my shot like the Fresh and Fit podcast. <laughs> 29 year new Braunfels, Texas. No cows yet, but I'm attractive with multiple revenue streams and a high IQ. How do I get a date? Email, email, uh, email. What's your, what's your, what's your email? 
For Brandon? Yeah. What is it? Bsteel at Mercury Studios. Bsteel at Mercury Studios. would be her producer, and he can uh, filter that out and maybe set a date up for you. I will. I will say it would be the greatest thing if, like, a year from now, there's like I a would wedding, love that. and we and get it's married like, here on your compound. Oh, no. oh, and they're right here, and you guys are, you know, and and, and you can have people, other little atheist babies that are going to people hell. People don't realize, and, <laughs> you know. Hey, Elijah, there'll be a legion of us, and then we'll take over. I am the Dark Lord. No, people don't realize how tall I am. So it's funny because, like, people who yeah, she's like six six ten. Yeah, I'm like six foot a hundred. But yeah. people, it's people come up to me, you know, they meet me out and they go, "Oh!" And I watch them be like, eh, because they come up and they realize that I'm just this giant creature, and they're like, you know what? Just kidding. I don't. Yeah. I don't have horse <laughs> the, children. The, you <laughs> wear tall shoes. <laughs> no, well, yeah, I like wearing high heels. You know, the, the, the yeah. weirdest, the craziest thing about meeting you for the first time was not just that I assumed you were shorter, was but but it was that your arms are really long. I and know, go, and go I'm past like down to your sh- yeah, like Slenderman. Slender they, Slender they go to your shins. <laughs> <laughs> Really gonna get her married on this show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the goal. Sydney is a giant with slender man arms. We, we, you know what? They're good. They're good for like wrapping around. Things. Aaron, Aaron is gonna get, is gonna get his date, and you're gonna walk. He's gonna be sitting there at the diner, and he's gonna have like a flower and a drink, and he's gonna be wearing a nice suit, and he's all chiseled and handsome. And you're gonna walk in, and he's gonna go. Huh. <laughs> She's like, I got this. She'll get the check and he, like, her arm reaches way out. He's like, whoa. I take it from the waitress as she's walking over. <laughs> Saves a step. I love it. Really long fingers. Like, like no, but step. my fingers are long too. That's the thing. Yeah, like, piano. They're so cool. People, so a friend of mine once said to me that I have alien hands and I looked at them and I thought, no. And then I looked at them and I thought, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> For anyone, they're like, like the clone, those people who made the clones from Star Wars episode two, they have those like long little yes, hands. Yes, a little, the, cri- and my nails are, and this is the thing. Is too. that you in alien form? I'm it not, is. I can't unsee it. <laughs> I can't. Where are the troopers? <laughs> I was like, where, where are the troopers? All my nails are like real as well, which freaks people out. And they're like, that's disgusting. I can't unsee. But look, look at the, it's everything. I'm just a long person. Were you always long? Um, yes. Yes, I was. I mean, I remember being, so I, I was taller than most of the other kids in primary school. And then when I got into, I was probably about 16. I had a growth spurt and I came back and, cause my mom said to me, you want to be about five foot nine. Sid, that's a good height. And I thought, that's a bit tall. That makes life quite challenging. And then I came back from, um, doing an exchange trip in France and I was five foot 11. I can't unsee now. I can't. <laughs> that is me. I can't. See. I see. It. I see. It. Let's, get is, let's get me an outfit. Let's get me an outfit. Remember, these are the ones that Star made Wars. the the clones. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, that does look like Sydney. We just oh, need yeah. to get me it's, some. It's of those Alien day. Sydney. I oh my it. gosh, I I feel so bad. <laughs> Someone's gonna Photoshop my head onto one of those. Yeah, now. you know that, right? Clone me harder, Daddy. <laughs> Clone All right, me harder, Daddy. John Curry says Timothy, listen to Seamus Coglin. He is a good man who will help lead you to the Lord. You know, we had to, uh, uh, we had to, we had to kick Seamus out. Yeah. You know, did, because yeah. he stole the show and, and changed a shimcat. Yeah. He yeah. tried to do some. Yeah. BS. Yeah. He mutinied. Yeah. And, 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 and all of a sudden, the, the, the graphic that says Timcast normally said shimcast. It did. We were and, like and, fighting. you know, I was, I was powerless to stop it. <laughs> I'm kidding. We love you, Seamus. <laughs> we let it happen. Let's be real. All right, let's see. We'll we'll do uh we'll do a couple more because I really want to do the uh, there's a lot of questions about religion and rapture stuff, but I, we're we're gonna have that for the members segment because it's gonna be really really fun. Brendan Saltvik says, Tim, if you don't want a relationship with God in this life, why would you want a relationship with Him for eternity? Oh, I'd love a relationship in that capacity. What I'm saying is like the idea of hell and eternal suffering for being wrong, like mm-hmm. not being a bad person, just you know being confused or ignorant. There's a lot of people I know who are confused and ignorant, you know, like Sydney, for instance. And, you know, I try to be nice to her. I'm the most confused and ignorant. <laughs> confused and ignorant with Sydney and Tim. I love it. That's, that's actually, that's actually a good idea for a good name for a show. Yeah. 
confused and ignorant. <laughs> Gleefully yes. catastrophic as we run off into the apocalypse. Yeah. Actually, that's a really good idea for like a sketch where you get two regular people to talk about a very complex idea without any fact checking or prep time or anything and see <laughs> what they talk about. Up. Yeah. It would be like when, remember, remember that smart bot chat AI? They had where you could talk to it online, yeah, mm-hmm. and it started learning to be racist. Yep, immediately. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then like, but no, like because it just it just repeats back what people were saying. People were saying yeah. nasty stuff, but then they made it talk to each other, and it created its own language. I think those were different AIs. One Maybe. was they were seeding it with like racist Nazi stuff, and so the AI became racist. The other one was two AIs were talking to each other, and they, they started te- speaking a language at Facebook. They made their and own they language. shut it down because yeah. they were like, "What are they saying?" <laughs> that's awesome. That yeah, so that, really that's that's cool. what would happen. You'd have someone like you put these two random people and film them, and then after a long enough period of time, they probably have crazy theories no one's ever heard of that make no sense mm. because they're only getting limited information from each other. You know, that'd be great. Mm. Jake McGreal says, I have cows. Baby calves will indeed suck on your finger. A nipple on a calf bottle and a real teat is about the same size. That's what he was saying. So great. Well, you know, it's funny. Was we, all, we all made fun of Ian, but he was right the whole time. I, love I guess the issue was you said it feels good. Well, and I did say, <laughs> yeah. I said an adult cow. Everyone super chatted said they were baby cows. So uh, I don't know if the adults are still the, down. I don't know. It was the saying it feels good part. That was, yeah, that was, that's what sticks with me, you know. <laughs> you remember cow. the way you feel, not what the things you, you heard, you it's know, true. often. Don't stick your hands in. I heard like a human baby can bite your finger off. What? Uh, they have yeah. no teeth. So who do you blame yeah, if they do that? Do you blame the baby? It's kind of like, do you blame the police officer? Like, who do I you blame? Heard, like the jaw strength of a human is, is, is intense, even in a baby. And they could bite down and like I, break your, you know, rip, bite your finger off. I'm very curious about that. I do know that babies will hold on to your arm like a sloth if you hold them like that because it's, it's to keep them from falling. So if they feel like they're falling and you're holding them against your arm, they'll grab your arm. We really? Should, we should uh, yeah, we should test that test the theory. Someone Does anybody have a baby we could borrow? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> to borrow a small child. <laughs> borrow a baby. <laughs> and a calf. All right. Amy Lamar says, after the rapture, those left will likely have one more chance, but they will live under major persecution. God would not force someone to be with him if they don't want to be. Amen. Elijah. God bless. You know what I was thinking? You know, a good idea for like a short story or something. I was thinking about where are all the people? Where are all the truck drivers? Where are all the, the workers? All the labor shortage? And, you know, like, why is the economy getting worse? Why things, you know, why is there, where, where are people? Are they just sitting in their houses, not working? What if they were raptured? Already? And you're left behind. But that would explain it. That's why I'm still here. Yeah, me too. No, but you're, you're a nice little Christian girl. I've well, like, been friends with you. Do you think that? <laughs> so, so yeah, that's not, where you messed literally. up. You messed not, up. Not literally, but it is a good question, I think, is like, where are all the <laughs> that's people? That's why Lydia's here, too. Uh, <laughs> literally, literally, okay, so like, I, where, where are all the people? Where are they're they? They're at home. Is that like I, I, that's, that's people are quitting because because what's happened is 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 well I would hate, that's a whole other story but working has become less about providing and mm. people have lost purpose and so you know not only is work become about what what's fulfilling what makes you feel good and it used to be about what what provided for a family or how you could actually you know bring sustenance into your life it's become so narcissistic and it's become so self involved that people just don't find meaning in these jobs and they're not willing to do what what is qualified and. Also, our college, you know, degrees don't help people anymore, so they're lost. I just think that it's. A, I talked to a guy recently who ran a train <clears> company. <throat> this is crazy. He, he ran a train. I never. Who do you mean is in logistics and trains? And um, he was telling me that, you know, that they're hiring truckers right now for one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, which is good money. 
And he was saying that people just don't want to work it because they don't want to subject themselves to being a trucker. And I don't mean that disrespectfully because it is a good job, but they have this pride complex, these young mm-hmm. people of like, well, I'm not going to be a trucker. I'm going to be a YouTuber or whatever. And like, God knows those YouTubers, Tim. Man, I, I got to be honest. The like, worst. trucker would be <laughs> a job I would do if I wasn't doing this. That would no be so fun. joke. I They're, love it's road pretty trips. Grueling, like, don't they do a lot of drugs, though, to, to stay afloat? Like on amphetamines? The road? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coffee, to stay awake. I would imagine. I've met only yeah. epic truckers. You, you, you cannot do any drugs as a trucker because they test you constantly. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure you can't and also be really careful with drinking. Sugar. I love love, love truck stops. Truckers. You ever went to Bucky's? I can't even speak English. Bucky's? Bucky's. Yeah. You're going to be disrespecting your Texan followers. Bucky's is a truck stop that, like you said, they might have been raptured and maybe Heaven's Bucky's because Bucky's is just the most, the largest, they wouldn't call it a truck stop, but it really is. And it's like the only place you could buy like fresh brisket sandwiches and also like possibly. Don't they have like weird cheese things in Yeah, an electric there. scooter. It's basically like Target <laughs> meets Walmart meets truck stop and it's so big and it has epic. a It has this like um, a rat thing on the front. This The like logo is a rat. What is and that? they start Chipmunk? at $17 an hour at the know. cash register I think wow. and then go up a little more. It's $24 an hour and nobody, this is what happened. I know somebody who went there and they were like, they were taking, it was actually Yako Boyens was taking a picture of the sign that said like starting at $17 an hour for literally having F with it talents or skills you literally don't have nothing for a first job and the guy at the cashier was like don't take a picture of that you wouldn't want to work here it's horrible and it's like bro that's what first jobs are Mm. they're all horrible and people don't want to work that's what i'm saying all right let's do one more rips or what does it say uh rips stikers says whatever (laughs) tim always craps on college but fails to or willfully ignores the fact you can major in things like stem he acts like anybody can just teach themselves to be something like a chemical engineer. Uh, well, no, I'm speaking generally about college because most people aren't going to become chemical engineers. Right. Most regular people are like bouncing. I think, I think, well, like half of all people will change their majors, not knowing what they want to do. You get 18 year olds who have no idea what life is because most of them never had a job. Mm-hmm. Then you tell them to take out massive amounts of debt. Send them to college. They pick a random major. That sounds fun. I always wanted to be a photographer, I guess. There's no prospects of a job in that capacity. They get out with massive debt and they're like, that sucked. So the way I see it is, uh, I'll be quick on this. I used to, I was told over and over again when I was younger, you got to go to college. You have to. You know why? Because the story I heard was about how, you know, oh, the, the, the you know, my, my friends who went to college were making six figures. And, you know, I didn't. I just went into the workforce and I was making half that. That's why you got to go to college. You can get a good job. And I'm like, yo, your generation didn't have the social pressures to go to college like you're putting on us. That means without that, an entire generation of boomers saying you have to go to college, the greatest generation was telling the boomers, do whatever you want to do, have a family. The people who are passionate about being a chemical engineer said, if I want to be a chemical, if I want to be a chemical engineer, I got to go to college. Went to college to pursue a passion graduated and got the good job they were passionate about. Now you've got people saying blindly just go to college for who knows what, and they can't get jobs and they're saddled with debt and they hate their lives. So what we need to bring back is telling people not to go to college because we need to, we need to treat it like starship troopers, service guarantees citizenship, but it's not for you. You shouldn't do this. And we should be actively encouraging people every step of the way to drop out and quit. And then only those who truly want it will be like, no, this is for me and nothing will stand in my way. And the people who are too weak or didn't want to do it in the first place will be like, at least I have no debt. 
Mm-hmm. So I think they have this backwards, just like they had the self the self esteem thing backwards, because they looked at kids who were successful and they said, "Oh, they have high self esteem. This means that kids who have high self esteem will be successful." No, 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 no. Successful children have high self esteem because they are successful. People who went to college for a driving force ended up being successful because they had something that they desperately wanted to do. People who drift into college because their parents told them to are not going to succeed or be fulfilled because they have it backwards. We have very important conversations to have about the rapture. Yes. So if you want to see that, go to TimCast.com, become a member, because the bonus member segment will be up around 11 or so p.m. And you can subscribe. Make sure you smash the like button on your way out. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Check out all the awesome news articles we have at TimCast.com. You can follow the show at TimCastIRL, where we post clips all over the place. You can follow me personally. If you want to see me trolling people on Twitter with, you know, typically garbled nonsense, like I said, I tweeted, (laughs) Joe Biden is the greatest president of this or any generation. (laughs) Right, that's right. You get, yeah, that's funny. And then, uh, so follow me at TimCast. Uh, do you guys want to shout out your show and your socials? And go ahead, Sydney. No, you know I'm bad at it. Well, I want to shout out my channel because I work very hard, Sydney Watson. For anybody who's interested, even though obviously TimCast is uh, is much more elevated, but Sydney Watson, if you want some cool YouTube videos, but also yeah. Elijah and I have a brand new show launching actually on the 9th of September. I'm never good at doing these things. Yeah, you're not. I'm not. I'm just, um, I'm just the- thanks for admitting it publicly. At least we have that on the table. <laughs> um, well, Sydney Watson's creative and called her show Sydney Watson. Really good stuff right good, there. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, yeah. yeah, and you can follow her everywhere. You can follow, follow me as well, Elijah Schaefer. Um, my show is called Slightly Offensive. And it has been really growing thanks to you guys are awesome and it's been an incredible time. So check it out. And this new show is called You Are Here. So essentially what it is is like actually they want, originally wanted it at the same time as this show. And we, and we said no. no. <laughs> uh, so it's so essentially if you're someone this is a little bit of a later show for you or maybe you want more content. It's going to be as of right now tentatively 6 p.m. Central for one, at, one hour. We don't get this whole two-hour fun fun nonsense stuff. Uh, but we're going to be going over things from the day on just culture, politics, and also just having a great time together in a really fancy-smancy state-of-the-art studio because apparently they thought that was a good idea to give us a whole crew and everything. It is, it is a nice studio. Cool. If, I mean, if I think people actually like Elijah, my dynamic, just because we are um, we are male members to each other on a regular basis, and we do have, I guess, a lot of discussions. Well, we're, about- we're actually friends, and the key yeah. thing is we came up with the idea for the show, like, check this out, because... We were like, well, we want to do a show together. We want to talk about the world. And it was like, well, what, where's the concept? So the concept was like, you know when you're a kid in like the 90s and you get lost in a mall and you're just looking for that that map. The information so that board. You can, and, and you're looking at it, You're still kind of confused, but there's that little dot that's like, you are here. And you can kind of make sense of the world by, by, by first thinking of where you are at in relation to the things around you and getting this idea of then finding where you want to go. And you have to have this center point to know where you are. And so it's kind of like just the center point daily of where we are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's like, unfortunately, it's almost kind of like dystopian. Like, yeah. You are here. <laughs> the only drawback is you can't look it up. I don't think, but if uh, I think you, if you go to our Instagram accounts, there if you go are, to any of our any of our YouTube's, you can find the page. Uh, it's because they haven't given us our URL yet. Yeah, but, but you can go and click the uh, the bios in our Instagrams and go and subscribe. It means a lot. To our YouTube us. videos as well. All our YouTube videos is in our in Tim's our bios. Tim's getting mad, so we're going to stop shouting. <laughs> I don't do anything. I'm just sitting here. It's like and it'll, can, be, it'll probably sense. be in the bio of this video when it's relaunched too. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Lydia. I was honestly just thinking about video games. Do us what game? Same, bro. Destiny. No, yes. get out. Hey, only a three hours. You know what I just yeah. found yeah. out? I don't know if you're in, like an RPG. I don't know if you guys are RPG gamers, yeah, but so. I just found out they freaking pushed back uh, the new Horizon. 
um, till like next year, like really? February of next That's year. That's a good game. COVID. Such a good game. But they made Aloy in the new one. She's like 45. Wow. She's not going to be jumping off of stuff. Are you kidding me? Of course she will. No. She get needs out. Did you see that one like Slovenian those, lady who's been in the Olympics for like 30 years? They're injecting hydrogel into her joints. I'm not being mean <laughs> to 45 year old women. Trust me. Like you guys, you know, usually what kids by that point, you're like super people. But God, I mean, Aloy in the, in the OG game is like, Climbing up bloody like giant structures and killing. Why are they bloody? Sorry, and they're not bl- they're bad, uh, bloody. Bloody on the inside. What comes out of? What comes all right, out all right. Of hey, machines? are you are you are you getting paid Oil. by Horizon? No, I just really like the game. game. Just such it's a, a bloody game. good game. It's such a good game. Sorry, I'll stop. I'll is it your stop. favorite game? No, my favorite game honestly is God of War, the 2018 one. I'm really? replaying it for like the fourth time. Yeah, nice. it's so because I, I I love boy, so good. <laughs> I haven't played either of them. Boy, come here. I'm coming. It's cute. We'll have to go deeper Tim into hate, that. Tim hates me so much. Uh, <laughs> hey, we have a website. Thanks for coming, everyone. Ian Crossland, you know you can follow me. And I, to clarify, your guys' show is going to be Monday through Friday. Yes. Monday through Friday live. Live. Like this it's show. Awesome. An hour before this long. show begins, and it's like an hour-long show. We should, we should, we should, we should, we should do an earlier hour on the yeah, show. We we'll call it yeah, the pre-show. And, I'm kidding. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Elijah I'm and I pumped. would just be like, <laughs> Yeah, well, we just decided because we were like, why don't we, why don't we take back the internet and start – like instead of it's like, hey, everyone's got to compete. Let's just give people yeah. more content to watch at times they want to watch it. And then also too, it's like at the end you can finish watching and then go talk about cows getting okay. stuck in their mouth. All, all, right, 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 all, right, right. all right, let's do that. IanCrossland.net. Thank you. Tim. We're going to talk about the rapture, Lydia. Oh, I'm so yeah, yeah. Excited. I'm also in the corner. I'm really looking forward to the show from you guys. I hope you put it into podcast form. So we I, will. it we is available yep. on you are here on podcasts. Yeah, I'm going to listen to it on my commute for sure. You guys should follow me on Twitter.com. Uh, at Sour Patch Lids as I attempt to have more followers than Sour Patch Kids. This is my goal in life. Please help me. We will see you all over at TimCast.com or on 11 or so p.m. We'll see what happens. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.